deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A locked door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I'm your host, Cece. And I'm Liz. And Liz, uh, the fun's over. Party, party's over. The cops have been called. Uh, Darn. We can't. We can't spend our news segments talking about Maximum Ride this week because um, <laughs> actual news happened. Unfortunately, that's so sad. <laughs> I, I I was so looking forward to hearing all about Maximum Ride. Um, you discovered some stuff. Uh, uh, it seems that that had me very excited. Um. Yeah, the um, maximum ride news train is certainly not over. No, no. Uh, you know, we were talking about wow. You know, Twilight. Obviously, the new the news uh, cycle for that is pretty thin. Harry Potter wound down for a few weeks there. Maximum ride seems like the drama is still going. Oh, it's going. Um, yeah. Also, you sent me that they have uh, a This Is War AMV, yes. so they're getting yeah. the real fandom stamp of approval. <laughs> they they are, you know, that <laughs> it's like in Star Trek where they, uh, you know, they, they denote uh, when civilizations, you know, achieve warp and like that's when they can <laughs> oh, reveal yeah. themselves, right? Like that's, that's the... <laughs> Welcome that's... to the Fandom Federation, <laughs> Maximum Ride. <laughs> <laughs> the, pri- <laughs> the prime directive is that you can't you can't uh you can't inter- interact with fandoms that have not posted uh this is war amv is that is that what we're going with yes this that's is, exactly right this is perfect all right all right <laughs> oh fuck but uh yeah we'll have to we'll have to file that away for another day unfortunately because there is a pretty hefty chunk of potter news this week Mm. in the wake of course of the uh flop fantastic beasts movie um are we officially in flop territory i it's i mean like it's sort of in the same category as uh crimes of grindelwald right where it's like it is a flop by hollywood accounting for a big blockbuster standards right i mean like it made more money than any of us will see in our tiny little lives but it's not making harry potter money you know what i mean yeah yeah uh to that end there was a wall street journal article uh a profile on the new head of warner media who has come in after this new merger between them and discovery and it's a long article about how uh he's a business bastard who's uh you know he's making the cold hard decisions he's cutting stuff and uh you know, uh, he yelled at some guys for approving the new Clint Eastwood movie that made no money because they knew it wasn't going to make any, you know, you know, just like business guy profiles. Business stuff. Money fandom. The money fandom loves this guy. He He's a, he's a money maker. Mm-hmm. And there was a tiny little aside in this article that uh, became huge news. I posted this right as the article came out thinking that it would just kind of, you know, not be something that people were going to latch onto, where uh, it says, at the same time, Mr. Zoslov is looking to make fresh, quote, Harry Potter-related content, unquote, 
for HBO Max. Warner Brothers made all the Wizarding uh, franchises movies. People familiar with his thinking said and plans to meet with creator J.K. Rowling in the coming weeks to discuss the matter. That's it. That's the only mention it makes about Harry Potter, right? Is that they are meeting with J.K. Rowling. Um, well, well, well. That's what they'll say. <laughs> and so my first, like, the first thing that I immediately leapt to was like, that's going to be a weird meeting, right? Like, I would love to be in that meeting because I am sure that it is going to be my 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 immediate like assumption was like this is going to be a okay you've had your turn we're going to make whatever we want you know fantastic beast flopped we're we're going to make the marauders tv show deal with it right like right but this is a total rorschach test right the meat of it to me seems up in the air at this point we're not actually sure what this means yet other than they are going to make more harry potter which see that that part was a given, right? Like mm-hmm. Harry Potter is going to exist whether we like it or not for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. What's the tenor of that meeting going to be? You know, like well, like... well, well. <laughs> That's the tenor. <laughs> well, well, well. Look who got her phone back. <laughs> How did those screenwriting courses t- uh, t- not treat so ya? easy to make a movie, huh? <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> um, kind of related to this, this is this was from a couple weeks ago, but I did um, find a very interesting um, study about uh, where the Harry Potter like franchise is at and like the mindshare, I guess, of like the public sphere. Mm-hmm. We we've kind of been floating the question, you know, how much do people really care about Harry Potter? these days right and you know who who cares about fantastic beasts blah 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 uh-huh uh there's a study here that offers some hard numbers on that which i found very interesting um, and sort of speaks to maybe how much of a gamble this uh wb thing might be moving forward um so this is from an ad- analytics company called morning consult and uh this is a, a quite an interesting article uh, survey says J.K. Rowling has not been canceled, despite author's claim. Uh, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling has a history of espousing what may be deemed to be transphobic views. Okay, a little passive there, perhaps. Leading some fans and observers on social media to call for boycotts of the Potter series and its related products. Though Rowling's standings among U.S. consumers has fallen, neither the majority of Harry Potter fans nor Americans in general are likely to boycott any part of the entertainment franchise based on her books, according to a new survey. Despite the author's claims that she has been canceled for her comments in the United States, the data says otherwise. So if we scroll down here a little bit, they they did this big poll of um, media franchises people would be interested in seeing sequels to. Um, there's <laughs> okay. A, there's a huge much more in-depth paper um uh and with full of graphs that i'm too stupid to you know truly get into but i'm I'm just kind of like looking at their breakdown here for the article so broadly speaking uh poll polls in the in the united states suggest that um 45 percent of adults uh would be interested in a new harry potter sequel and 55 percent would have no interest and this is actually, you know what? I'd like you to I, guess. Guess where that compares to, like, I don't know, Marvel. Marvel? Yeah, yeah. 
It's gotta be just like the same, right? This is all the same to me. <laughs> it must not-, not be. Like yeah. I'm sure it's not, but I'm just like this. These are the same mass right. media franchises, right? And it's right. like half. It's like a coin flip of people being <laughs> like, "Yeah, I like thing." Yeah. Versus like, no, I don't like thing. You're not far off. Um, Marvel, uh, it's a fifty-one forty-nine split. Okay. As opposed, uh, so so six percent more likely to be interested. This has a big list though, and I, I this is where things get really interesting. I think. Uh huh. So could you guess what the number one like most interest? Uh, what 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 franchise has people the most interested in this poll? Uh, Maximum Ride. Ooh, not uh, not on there, but I'm sure if it was, that would be a hundred percent, zero percent. Everyone wants a new maximum. Everyone, ride. everyone is asking for this. <laughs> no, no. What's what's number one? Uh, here? It's not Marvel. It's not Marvel. Marvel is um, one, two, three. Marvel is in fourth place on this poll. S- Star Wars. No, Star Wars is actually in fifth place behind Marvel. Okay. Uh, it's Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Marvel are, are all lumped together here. But there are three above those that are um, uh, much more anticipated, it seems. Really? Yes. And I, I they, they are very surprising to me. Uh, what's that new Disney movie? The new Disney movie. Um... <laughs> One of those. Dis- just Disney. <laughs> just Disney? No. Disney, Disney flicks. Uh, well, the, th- the thing is, the problem with that is that's Marvel and Star Wars. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the Disney flicks. The Disney flicks, like the Pixar thing? The sure, whatever. Elemental? No, pi- yeah. okay, Pixar Pixar is not even on this poll. I don't know, oh, if, they, okay. I don't know if they ask I guess that's Pixar. not, not an um, exciting yeah. fandom universe. Yeah, that's not like a tentpole franchise type thing, you know? I can't even think of another one. It's all Marvel to me. It's One of more, these is something you like. One of these is something you like. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that much. What do I like? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so full of poison, I can't think of anything that I like. <laughs> uh, the, he's a swaggy guy who drives expensive cars and shoots the bad guys. Edward. <laughs> Okay, true, but no spoilers for our chapter this week. Uh, James Bond. Yes, James Bond is in third place with 54-46. I think he also has an Aston Martin Vanquish. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, James Bond does drive a Vanquish. That's in Casino Royale, I think. That's the that's the car that he gets he crashes in and then Mads hits him in the balls with the rope. That's very sexy of him. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was after he crashed his Aston Martin. All right, two more above James Bond. So James Bond's in third place. What what else? Hmm. Thinking about going to the movies and Big seeing franchises. Pokemon Famous Detective Fam- Pikachu Ooh. two. No, they they didn't ask about that one. Maybe that would be up there though. Going to the. Going to the movies and seeing my favorite mass media franchise, mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog, that Ooh. already came out. God, you're asking, you're you're giving really good ones that I wished that they had asked about on this poll, um, but it doesn't look like they did. Going to the movies to see my favorite, <laughs> my favorite 
Tentpole franchise, Jurassic Park. Yes, Jurassic World is number wow, one. Wow, really? Number one on the poll with a 56-44% split. That is shocking to me. Yeah, so a full I... 10% more um, f- uh, desired than Harry Potter, according to this. I didn't know how well those movies were received. They are, the Jurassic World movies are, like, really poorly critically received, and I have also never spoken to anyone that likes them, mm-hmm. but they make a gajillion billion dollars. Like, the first Jurassic World is, like, up there with, like, Avatar, I'm pretty sure, for movies that have, like, crossed the billion threshold. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's the power of dinos. People love dinosaurs. Uh, now do you think, because another, another thing people like at number two here, Jurassic Park, really good get there. Uh, what's at number two? Um, I think I'm all out of <laughs> things pa- that I know. Pirates of the Caribbean. No way. Yeah. 54% of, uh, adults say they are interested in a new Pirates of the Caribbean. This world is so upside down. <laughs> There's some other really interesting ones on here. Um, uh, Game of Thrones, 36% of people are interested. The 64% are not interested. People um, got so mad. It was, I swear that's like <laughs> a a uh, landmark critical awakening for a bunch yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, even uh, like at this point, I don't even know how... Um, how much of that is like people who were earnestly disappointed by it, right? It just, it just, the, the, the whole like Game of Thrones ending was so bad, everyone forgot about the series collectively thing has become such a like accepted cultural story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, like, I, I, like, I just, I wonder if that like Game of Thrones is just poisoned forever now because of that, uh, that rhetoric, maybe. I like, like, I, I'm so curious how, uh, how many people, who who have strong feelings on this had them at the time you know what i mean like that that's so fascinating to me i will be reading the novel if and when it comes out yeah me too me too um the now the most interesting thing to me on here is way at the bottom here with 21% yes 79% <laughs> no is, is the star leg- trek <laughs> hey that new star trek is okay it's all right they, all right all right make, i uh-huh. i watched i've seen two episodes of it and you know what they made those are mid tng episodes which is more than <laughs> hey, i could have that's ever, not too bad yeah more than i could have ever dreamed of seeing again mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um but way at the bottom here 21 percent yes 79 percent no legendary's monster verse and i had no idea what the fuck what? this meant i'd never heard of this but of course it, it's um it's like godzilla versus kong and and those movies oh well it seems like most people that probably heard that in the poll were like what the hell is that <laughs> what the fuck is that yeah because because there's here's the thing maybe it's that or or but what i found so interesting about this was that 21 percent yes here um in this poll, 21% of adults are interested. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong made fucking bananas money at the theater. Like, like that was one of the first massive post-COVID huh. smash hits. Like, those movies did all right. Uh, or, or Godzilla versus Kong especially just did, like, really, really, really well. And so I think that th- this is sort of interesting because you can... 
I don't think you can um, tie this like concept of like, are you interested in a sequel with success? Right. Because again, if 46% of people are saying, yes, I'm interested in a Harry Potter sequel, but fantastic beasts is flopping. Right. Like we kind of have some incongruent uh, data here or, 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 it'll be interesting to see how how like what a new hbo harry potter thing will look like um i mean another part of this poll was that um a lot of young people uh uh um have a diminished opinion of jk rowling herself um over the past four years Mm -hmm. um that's another thing this poll gets into um and so i i wonder how um you know how 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 do they take this data and turn it into something that the money fandom will accept? You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, uh, it's not you know if 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 more or less half and half there's a half and half split of adults putting Harry Potter kind of in the same ballpark as Marvel and Star Wars and Jurassic Park apparently. Um, <laughs> that's not translating automatically into Jurassic Park money. Um, because there's a Harry Potter movie you can go see in the theaters right now that no one's going to see. So, I don't know. Uh, interesting stuff. I, well, I, I, the Fantastic Beasts films are prequels. That's true. Yeah. Well, so the 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 poll question does say prequel or sequel or spinoff. Oh, I guess. okay. So, so it's kind of in the umbrella there. But I mean, similar to the Legendary MonsterVerse thing. <laughs> how many people are really consider? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how many people are considering Fantastic Beasts a true Harry Potter successor. You know, like, I don't know. yeah. I I'm... assume people answer polls like I answer personality quizzes, like with about, <laughs> <laughs> about that much thought. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that people don't just say random stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poll- I never polling. get polled though. Yeah, polling in general uh, seems like a... Uh, Reading uh, the tea uh, leaves a little y- bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting. We, we we finally have some hard numbers for our question about, like, you know, where is Harry Potter in the in the popular culture at the moment? Like, like what what does that look like? Um, I guess that's about what I would expect. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in... It's in, 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 in I mean, this is not a comprehensive list of things people are interested in, right? But in terms of the 10 big franchises that were polled here it's square in the middle so that seems about right i guess like it's behind it's behind star wars it's behind marvel it's behind james bond which that that one's crazy to me i love james bond but like there's one of those every 8 years it feels like <laughs> at this point and they're insanely mid most of the time so yeah <laughs> yeah but, but but boy do you love to go see him you know i do love james bond as a concept what if there was a cool guy um yeah i feel I sad know. for people that um think of pirates of the caribbean as a franchise because mm. i a cool thing about me is i only ever saw the first one so it mm-hmm. remains in my mind as a delightful family-friendly adventure romp film the first pirates of the caribbean wonderful film uh, that's just a good, that's just a good time. You're going to have a good time watching the first pirate. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I would say it's the only essential one. However, I do have a very funny story about seeing the sequel in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I have been in many anticipated sequels opening night. Um, I have never, ever heard a crowd go more fucking insane, hooting and hollering and clapping and cheering than at the end of the second Pirates movie. Wow, really? Yeah. Do you know what happens at the end of the second one? No, like I said, I live in a world where the first one is the only one. <laughs> so, so the the you know the badass evil pirate in the first one yeah uh, barbosa yeah I, ghost stories yeah in yeah, one. Start yeah. Believing in ghost yeah. Sto- yeah yes so so he he dies at the end of the first one no or, or he's, okay. he's defeated right yeah so in the second one uh they're they're like it's a it's a you know it's the dark middle chapter so mm. of, of course uh jack sparrow has perished um, to save his friends. Um, and they're all standing around at the end of the movie. Uh, uh, and, and they're like, fuck, I'm so sad that Jack Sparrow, our favorite character died. (laughs) Uh And, and then like the lady whose house they're in, uh, is like, 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 would you, you know, what, what would you do? Who would you team up with to go to the ends of the earth to, to, uh, to save your your cool guy that you love so much and everyone's like yes i would do anything and then fucking jeffrey rush walks down the stairs and is like yeah yeah what the fuck what the fuck's going on matey like insane <laughs> fucking awesome like like it's the music is swelling they're playing the theme he's like got this big shit eating grin on his face and he's eating an apple in a really nasty way like he does in the first movie uh i've never like i've been i i was in the theaters midnight for dark night i was in the theaters midnight for or or not actually not midnight but like opening week for endgame i have never heard an audience react the way that they did to uh fucking jeffrey rush appearing (laughs) at the end of the second pirates movie that's very powerful so is that what the third one is about they're like going to to save jack sparrow the third one third one isn't yeah the third one there's like they go to pirate like uh like the pirate council and there's like pirates from all around the world team up and they have like a lord of the rings battle where like a an army of boats faces off against another army of boats who are like the the demon like 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 davy jones pirates or whatever that it, sucks it's, that's not the appeal yeah. of pirates. no it sucks uh, the third movie is terrible but pirate uh, council is not what you want out of pirates <laughs> i just want guy i just want pirates doing cool shit you know like i want to see them doing pirate go get some gold right uh, yeah have They're a sword independent fight. operators yeah yeah i don't want to see a pirate army that's boring boring i'm here to see some swashbuckling yeah um, but the ending that 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 ending of pirates 2 Never, never has been topped in, for me. <laughs> uh, just, just, just hearing the crowd go fucking insane for a for <laughs> a twist. Rocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess people people want that high. They want that high back, even if most of the movies since you then think have that's been what garbage. That's what they're thinking of. They are <laughs> also like, remembering. I, yeah, everyone has this story. It's like I remember how cool the ending to the second one was. Oh my god. Uh, to relive that just one more time. <laughs> if only I could just forget seeing Pirates 2 so I could go and see it again. And also if they could make a cool third one so it would be worth it. <laughs> that sucks so bad if like the end of the second one is really good and then you have to <laughs> follow that up and, and just biff big time. Bummer. <laughs> 
Okay, well, um, so there's our news. Sorry to Maximum Ride, but we had a lot of, uh, a lot of important stuff to get to there, like pirates and dinosaurs and whatnot. Yep. Uh, but without further ado, shall we get into our chapter? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this was an exciting week for me. I don't know, I don't know what yours was like, but, uh... Uh, do we want to go mine then yours, yours then mine, both at the same time? What are we thinking here? Um, I think we're pretty well aligned this week, so I, mm. I kind of want to do it both at the same time. I know we haven't okay. done that in a while, but... Yeah, yeah, so I'll read my summary and then you'll read yours. Sounds good. All right, so, uh, on the way to Port Angeles, the girls dish about the upcoming school dance. Bella is satisfied that she seems to have successfully puppet mastered a Jessica and Mike relationship, but her victory is short-lived when it turns out that Tyler, the guy who nearly hit Bella with his van, has been telling everyone that he is taking her to the dance. Bella denies this. The girls seem relieved and explain that this perceived betrayal is why Lauren has been giving Bella the cold shoulder. Once in town, the dress shopping mission succeeds faster than expected, so the girls split up because Bella wants to go to a bookstore. They agree to meet back up at the local Italian restaurant. Bella finds one bookstore, but realizes it's a New Age healing bookshop and decides to keep looking for something else. She wanders into the industrial district and suddenly finds herself being menaced by threatening men. Luckily, Edward arrives in his Volvo and does an insanely cool drift to scare the bad guys off. He takes Bella to the Italian restaurant after making sure she's okay. Bella's school friends have already eaten while waiting for her, so they drive home separately. Edward and Bella share a romantic meal, two Cokes, and a plate of mushroom ravioli, and do their will-they-or-won't-they banter. On the way home, Bella finally give, gets Edward to agree to listen to her theory about what he is. Very interesting. Yeah, sparks flying this week. Yeah, well, luckily I was right, and we are pretty well aligned here. Mm -hmm. um, although I think that uh, mine might be a little threadbare since I don't get the exciting... Um, high school drama stuff um, <laughs> uh, starting right off. Edward has followed Bella to Port Angeles um, and is effectively tailing her. Uh, he's kind of gotten rid of any uh, sort of pretense for himself. He has just decided to follow her um, and is, is doing that. Um, he sort of has to scan everyone's minds to keep an eye on her. Um, but oh no, uh, after dress shopping, Bella has split off from her friends and he's lost track of her. He uh, drives around frantically scanning random people's minds, trying to uh, like find find her and maybe can see through their eyes. I'm not really sure um, until he uh, finally hears some guy thinking threatening thoughts toward Bella. And so he does a super cool drift to scare them off. Um, gets Bella in the car, but is very determined to uh, come back and and kill the uh, the predators, the prowlers um, mm -hmm. that were going mm -hmm. to attack Bella. Um, they park somewhere uh, because Edward is so pissed off and homicidal and is thinking about his past as um, as a like righteous killer of bad guys. Um, but he has Bella talk to him instead so that he is distracted from that. Um, and she tells him a bit of the story about um, Tyler and we catch up with that drama. Um, and then they go to the local Italian restaurant where Jessica and Angela have already eaten. And so Edward brings her to a romantic uh, meal uh, where they enjoy two Cokes and mushroom <laughs> ravioli. And uh, have their 
their back and forth um, as is typical, um, except at the heart of the matter, we sort of get Edward fessing up finally to being able to read minds. Mm -hmm. um, and Bella is going to tell him what her theory is about his, um, his true nature, uh, but not in the restaurant, only after. And that's the end of the chapter. Intrigue abound this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, ours were ours were very similar, except you don't get the gripping uh, uh, school drama at the beginning here. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I I uh, regret to inform you that this is not very long, and also, so you know how last week in particular, uh, but but kind of a running theme through our 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 episodes recently has been like. I don't know who the fuck any of these school characters are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, this week almost makes up for some of that in a way that's kind of fun, in that the way Bella describes her, like, ride in the car with Angela and Jessica, um, it seems like she doesn't particularly know or care much about who these people <laughs> are either. So, so that's fun. That's like, I don't know, like, like, uh, that, that, that sands some of the rough edges of that awful little bit, but at the same time, it's still like, well, I am being told about drama a character does not give a shit about, um, uh, until, until at least it involves her and that, then she starts caring. So like, that's, that's kind of appropriate for Bella, at least, I think. Also very funny from the um, author self-insert character perspective of mm -hmm. character not caring about other characters that the author has written <laughs> that the author clearly Just also doesn't has care about. Zero interest in hearing about Angela or Jessica's lives other than so so Jessica mentions that that uh, or Je Jessica doesn't even mention anything. It's just that she seems happy. Uh, and, and Bella is like, oh, thank God. Like, I don't need to worry about Mike anymore, which is pretty funny. Like, she's, she's just like, okay, side quest complete. I don't, no longer have to worry about Mike. Wonderful. Um, uh, and that, that's fun. Um, but, uh, uh, it's only, it's only when they mention that Tyler says that he's taking her and ask her if that's true, that she gets, she suddenly becomes very invested in the school drama, which is, it's fun. It's like. You know, she kind of holds everyone at arm's length until it suits her to, to um, you know, act like she's a peer. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it this is very new territory this chapter too because when 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 Bella was going to um, uh, the beach with everyone, she was like completely in her own head and just like not talking to anyone really. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we just got like the briefest descriptions of her conversations with people. But here she's like glad to be on a girl's trip, she says. Um, oh. And so we, we get some very, very, uh, I will say very Bella lines um, such as it had been a while since I'd had a girl's night out and the estrogen rush was invigorating. <laughs> So Bella experiencing some gender euphoria, I guess. Uh, oh, good the, for her on the on the ride to Port Angeles. <laughs> That's very odd. Uh, um, uh, but uh, she, yeah, she she's still e even though she's like more interested and 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 more at ease at the moment uh, um, with these with these girls from her school. She still really seems to mostly be happy when people aren't concerned with her or 
making her be concerned about them. She just she just wants to be left well alone um, and stay out of the drama uh, until it involves her, in which case she uh, starts telling them that she is going to hit Tyler with her truck to make them even, um, which is also very funny. Oh, yeah. She also tells Edward that a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, she floats the idea to us, to the girls, and also to Edward several times. Uh, I think she's going to do it. I think she's going to. She is. You know, that's that's the bit in the documentary where everyone being interviewed is like, yeah, they did mention that they were, you know, planning a murder. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. We all... <laughs> Oh, ooh, egg on oh, my she, face. She said that to you, too. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Puzzle pieces falling together here. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I still think that the, I mean, the Lauren stuff in particular, who is a character who I, I again, just don't understand <laughs> who Lauren is, why this is a concern. I'm kind of with Bella on this one, but, like, not by choice, you know? Um... But the the reveal that like, oh, Lauren, this character we're so concerned with has been a huge jerk to you because of the Tyler thing. It's like, it's funny. It's a funny reveal. But at the same time, it barely feels like one because I don't know who Lauren is, really. She's just like appear. Lauren has said like five lines as far as I'm concerned. And they've all been like, hello, Bella. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, Does it feel like a like a teen sitcom when it's like the the bitch character walks up and just like has some shit to say like oh your shirt is ugly and then walks away um no i it's more like i wish it felt like that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because that that's a character leaving a really strong impression even if it's like the even like the shallowest most stock uh uh drama or sitcom character can still work work perfectly in a story if they're like creating the drama they need to create, you know. Right. And and here I just like Lauren is a name on a page. I I have spent so little time with her as a character that like I can't even like the closest she has to a moment like that is when they're walking behind her a few chapters ago and she's like maybe Edward can sit with Bella uh again or whatever. <laughs> and it's like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> like like yeah, I, maybe she will. <laughs> yeah, maybe she will. I don't know. Um, no, yeah, I, I I wish Lauren was a stock sitcom character almost, but uh, she's just kind of nothing at this point. I've had even less with Lauren. Like I don't yeah. even know. I mean, maybe Edward read her mind at some point, but it left no impression on me that mm-hmm. I remember. And I kind of thought that she was that stock like mean girl character um, yeah but in this chapter edward spends a long time like reading jessica's mind um because he's tracking bella through her right. um and she seems like the stock mean girl character yeah jessica definitely comes off as like the prep you know in in this chapter uh-huh. Uh-huh. on my end um the only character who really makes any impression at all really is um angela who hasn't had much to do so far but like gets to spend some time with bella and and just get some general dialogue that kind of fleshes her out a little bit and and like angela is kind of finally taking shape to me as like mm. Bella's nice friend, you know, like like uh cuz she seems a little more inquisitive and she also like has like 
stuff to say and she there's a scene where they're like talking about like oh should i get this pair of shoes or you know like does it match this and it's like like we're getting some dialogue that isn't expository from her um Mm -hmm. that that is going a long way to like just you know coloring in who she is as a person um jessica doesn't get that so much this chapter other than the um the the car ride where she's talking to her uh, to Bella about Tyler. Um, did you have this line that um, Bella says to Jessica? I think I like the blue one better. It really brings out your eyes. Talking about dresses. It, oh, let me find. I just want to know if Bella is suspicious of Jessica or like knows that Jessica is like pissed off at her, or if it's like I'm just getting some new information uh, via Edward right uh no so she does that's interesting she does but it's not dialogue it's in a um like a, a recounted event um and and the <laughs> way so weird. the way that bella describes it is much more characterful than the actual dia- dialogue there that's kind of funny uh jess was torn between two one a long strap strapless basic blue n- black number the other a knee-length electric blue with spaghetti straps. I encouraged her to go with the blue. Why not play up the eyes? Angela chose a pale pink dress that draped over her tall frame nicely and brought out uh, the honey tints in her light brown hair. So, like, that that just, you know, why why, why not why not go with the blue? It just, it just seems like a more, like, characterful description, I guess, than just saying that in in dialogue you know yeah well i'm yeah. curious I'm, i want i'm gonna read this passage because this is some this is edward reading jessica's mind and i mostly want to know if like this is like the same level of bitch that she is in your book okay, um, okay. this is this is her mind bella still looks pissed haha angela was right tyler was full of it i can't believe she's so upset about it though at least she knows she has back a backup date for the prom what if Mike doesn't have fun at the dance and doesn't ask me out again? What if he asks Bella to the prom? Does he think she's prettier than me? Does she think she's prettier than me? And then I think I like the blue one better. It really brings out your eyes from Bella. Jessica smiled at Bella with false warmth while eyeing her suspiciously. Does she really think that? Or does she want me to look like a cow on Saturday? Oh my God. No. Yeah. What? yeah. Wow. No, right? no, no. Jessica... There is no inkling I get in this chapter that Jessica has, like, like if there's any tension between Bella and Jessica, it's uh, before she brings up that uh, the whether or not she's going to the dance with Tyler. Oh well, uh, in mine, uh, she just hates Bella, like really. Wow. Like, this this part huh. where Bella is like separated off from them, and Angela was like worried about her, or like worried that they were like going ahead, and uh. Oh, who cares about Bella? Jess thought impatiently before answering Angela's question. She'll be fine. We'll get to the restaurant in plenty of time, even if we go back. Anyway, I think she wanted to be alone. Wow. Huh. And then we get like the nice Angela mind reading. I hope Bella doesn't think we ditched her. She was so nice to me in the car before, but she seemed (laughs) kind of blue all day. I wonder if it's because of Edward Cullen. I bet that's why she was asking about his family. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Well, right hmm. this this is funny this, so i yeah i i get none of that from from either end i mean like i do get the sense that angela is much more like a much warmer and nicer person generally she's um, an angel <laughs> ooh um but you know jessica doesn't 
uh, at worst, Jessica comes off as like a little preoccupied, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like a little, maybe a little concerned, like, like too concerned with herself and, and the, 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 the dance, but like, no, nothing that would suggest like, oh my God, she hates Bella and she's secretly (laughs) awful and evil and (laughs) is glad that Bella got lost in a town she's never (laughs) been to, which is really, yeah, wow, that's, uh, that's new. That's not, that is not the impression I get at all. Okay, Uh, I was so curious if Bella was like caught on or could tell that Jessica like didn't want her or like was... didn't like her or any of this stuff and i will say like nothing i mean i read the worst parts of it right like they're not that bad but i'm yeah yeah. like i'm dying to know if like twilight original um like conceives of jessica that way at any point or if it was something that like just came up later came up later like was how stephanie meyer imagined jessica to be the whole time or like what's going on there so um i'm on jessica watch that's wild it's very strange huh i yeah the 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 worst like the worst the worst thing you can say about jessica in this in my chapter is uh that she acts like a teenager and it's like, well, <laughs> she is. So no- nothing, nothing like like leaping out to me is like, oh my god, I can't believe she's so horrible in this so far. Like, huh? Well, and Edward just can't stand her, right? Like he's always right. complaining about being in her mind and being like, oh, she's not like a worthy friend to Bella Ooh. and all this yeah. stuff. It's very bizarre. How does 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 edward get the car conversation does he does he get the tyler reveal the car at the beginning um where where they're where they're like are are, so are you going with tyler oh yeah he does like uh hear it and then interprets it for the reader so she was furious about tyler's presumption i'd seen that in his head that he'd meant it literally when he'd spoken of the prom that he was staking a claim so yeah, he I I don't think that we I don't get the um like conversation itself. I get Edward summarizing it. Okay. Huh. This is this is really really uh I I admire Stephanie Meyer for trying here is kind of what I'm 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 going <laughs> to couch this as. So the drama in this book that isn't centered around Edward and Bella has been nonsense for the most part right (laughs) yeah um but i do really enjoy that i i enjoy reading about like petty drama through the eyes of a character who doesn't care about it you know Mm -hmm. like that's a fun premise like bella is bella is so not the kind like 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 bella is inhabiting uh an episode of the oc that she doesn't want to be in is what it, <laughs> like the like that's the ideal version of her character right is that uh-huh. she's like she's wandered into a different story um and like that's a really appealing premise although again like like this this ends up falling on its face more often than not because you have a character who is uninterested and uninvested in all the drama around her and has to relay that to the reader who is reading a novel full of drama and intrigue so like that that's tough um 
what seems extra tough is to then have Edward try and piece together what the disinterested per- party is feeling about the drama that he is interpreting <laughs> through other characters' eyes in a story that everyone reading it already knows. Uh, ambitious, I will say. Um, there's a uh, lot going fair, on here. To be fair, Edward is very invested in the drama, which yes. is like very funny that he is so above it all as the you know, yeah. century-old vampire, and yet he is more invested in the high school drama and the staking a claim and what if she says yes right. to him and all this stuff than Bella is. <laughs> That's very funny. I like yeah. crazy unintentional for sure, but it is it is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's it's just it, it what a predicament to find yourself in as the author here, right? Like like how do I if I'm retreading all of this drama that at the time of the original novel was presented purposefully as sort of uninteresting to the main character, um, like having another character having to sift through that and find something interesting in it is just very, uh, <laughs> it's unique. I will say that, that I've not, I, I can't think of anything similar to that recently mm-hmm. that I've read. Um, not, not saying it's successful, but it's definitely, uh, it's, 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 it's doing its own thing <laughs> here. Yeah, um, sure is. I personally, I think that you should be a little, probably want your reader to care about the drama you're writing, but <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> oh my God. What about, um, uh, Bella trying to find a bookstore? What, 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 ha- cause, cause Be- Edward obviously can't read, um, uh, 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 Bella's uh, Bella's mind directly. So when when Bella goes off to find a bookstore, wh- what's his wh- what what's his plan? What does he do? So he does end up he like tails her, um, and guesses that she might have been interested in the bookstore. Um, maybe Jessica like th- thinks like oh she's going to the bookstore or something, mm-hmm. and he goes in or maybe looks in or something. And he sees that it's like a new agey bookstore. Um, and the lady that's working the counter is described as, um, oh, where is it? Anachronistically dressed, which <laughs> was a funny way to describe that, that. That's, do you want to hear Bella's description of yes, her? Yes, I do. This is very interesting. Uh, I had no trouble finding the bookstore, but it wasn't what I was looking for. The windows were full of crystals, dream catchers, and books about spiritual healing. I didn't even go inside. Through the glass, I could see a 50-year-old woman. By the way, just just nailing it, just like, she's 50. She's 50. Uh, I could see a 50-year-old woman with long gray hair worn straight down to her back, clad in a dress right out of the 60s, smiling welcomely from behind the counter. The 60s? Yeah. Whoa, far out. Um... She's 50 years old, and she's wearing a dress from the 60s crazy um so ed so edward is just like oh bella would not would not be interested in this in this foolishness Mm. that's huh that's too bad i so it is like like edward and bella being on such the same wavelength as like a depressed teen and a vampire is like fun for the most part but 
this feels like a real, I want to see Edward have a conversation with the bookstore owner here, you know, like I want, I want, I want Edward to do, to, to like do adventure game dialogue and go in and say like, excuse me, have you seen this girl? And she's like, Oh, Oh my, you look like a vampire or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that could be fun. You're right. Yeah. I want, I want midnight sun is so fascinating because it, it, Edward is not getting into any any fish out of water scenarios here, you know. Like, no. I want I want to see him. I want to see him have to do the vampire thing to like other people, do something new, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Alas, uh, we alas. can't have any fun in Midnight Sun. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because uh, so this is where so this whole when I realized what was happening in this chapter. Um, like I, I started like foaming at the mouth a little here. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is like, as soon as I realized, uh Oh, she's in, she's in a mysterious empty part of town and she's getting corralled by these, you know, these cartoon bad guys. Right. And I was like, (laughs) Oh fuck. It's tacky as fuck. Right. But also (laughs) nonetheless, it's a little thrilling. A little thrilling. Um, I can't. I can't stay mad at it. You know what I mean? Like as soon oh, as I realized yeah. what was happening here, I was like, "Oh, come on!" And then I was like, "Wait a minute!" It does provide Edward uh, finally with the chance to like be the dangerous guy in a cool way, right? Mm-hmm. Which he has been missing this entire book so far. It, like, like the built-in excuse has not been there for him until now. Finally, eight eight chapters into this very long book. Yeah, I guess he couldn't have um, wanted to kill Tyler for hit for sl- sliding into the parking lot <laughs> accidentally. Right. For for as disinterested as Bella has been in being the the protagonist in a romance novel, th- this is the chapter where she accidentally wanders into being one, mm-hmm. and it's like she it's like she walks into that world of like 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 tropes like this is the book saying this is what you're like this is the shit you're in for now like it is one of these this is the logic of this story sorry about it you know what i mean (laughs) it is thrilling you must admit it's a little thrilling because he does a cool drift in a car and is like get in get in get in very cool very cool guy style Uh uh-huh if anyone says that 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 this is like their uh this trope is their measuring stick for whether or not they're gonna stick with like a, a romance or not valid however very funny to see it deployed in such a like sorry kind of way <laughs> like <laughs> i think that's wonderful yeah mine was a lot more gruesome than that oh my yeah because because i i i mean like this is a this is a very very pg novel right uh-huh so like you know what's happening as a reader, but like the book isn't saying that. Yeah, my recollection, it's like I'm gonna get you, right? It's like that's it's, it's like the, the like the closest it gets to even invoking the cons the idea of an assault is like they're gonna rob me or worse. That's the closest it gets to to even brushing up on this. I think that the the ringleader of the situation, the ringleader criminal. Um, cause Edward's reading his mind, right? So mm-hmm. you get some insight. I think that the implication is that he's like serial killer. Oh, guy. Fuck. like he's oh, a, fuck. he's a psychopath. 
Oh, wow. So there's like a lot of, and again, it doesn't go so far as to like explicitly say what is going to happen, but there is like a, like he enjoys her fear and the fear, like this is the part that he likes because the fear arouses him. And then like (laughs) Edward has like this recollection of when he was like Dexter in the past where he would like hunt serial killers down and and kill them. (laughs) That's so cool. I keep forgetting that that's in his past, that he was, he was a vampire Dexter. Yeah. He gets this this, whole thing. And I, I, I like had took a double take because I couldn't tell if he was talking about the ringleader here or if it was something in his past because I sort of forgot, but it was like this whole story that he had about having track down a serial killer to kill um and the serial killer had two captives when he had gone to kill him and like oh, one of the why? captives died oh no i know Edward. but he so did much rescue weighing one on of his them. conscience i know and it was like all in this like story about how like not even that guy like the worst serial killer you can imagine i didn't even torture him i wanted to um but I wanted to torture the guy that is going to hurt Bella even more. Um, so that was <laughs> that was why he thought about that story about the serial killer. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize it was that that out there. Like. Yeah. It that, is. That's that's wild. I mean, to me, like to me, this is like. Like this is this is the Spider-Man upside down kiss scene, except that instead of kissing upside down, he like gets her into a cool Volvo doing a drift, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is it is the classic hero move. Um, stupid as that may be, uh, it, it is like <laughs> we talked before about Goblet of Fire and, and you know how I had that that insane take on the forest chapter where i was like they're wandering through the forest and he's like coming out the other end like in a different a different book right like like (laughs) now now the world is murkier yeah um uh this is that but it's like the opposite bella has been (laughs) existing in like a murky adult noir story and and has through by by traversing this dangerous alleyway full of full of menacing goons she is uh she has emerged into the world of uh, of romantic heroes now like she's <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> she she is she has uh gone to a much stupider place than she was in before yeah there's like a bad guy around every corner so that a heroic uh <laughs> a heroic gentleman can can, can do chivalry yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's just it's very it's it's tasteless it's tacky it's it's uh it's hack i guess like it's such a stock event to include in a story (laughs) but nevertheless i was extremely entertained by when i realized that was where this was going i was like it was just like a really moment like a really this is how okay sure why not okay why sure like just throw my hands up kind of delighted at, at, at this suddenly becoming like the most stock romance novel possible um does bella comment at all about how um absurd things happen to her 
So yeah, there's a conversation in the car she has with Edward. This is this is where that line I was talking about, where Edward is like almost looking directly at the audience, saying like, "Yeah, I know this is pretty unlikely. Um, <laughs> this might seem strange to you." Um, <laughs> uh, uh, where she's like, uh, "Yeah, weird things keep happening to me," and and Edward phrases it to her that like she is. Not oh. just she's like a trouble magnet, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, magnet for trouble. Yeah, yeah, and like like that, and and this is worth this is worth diving into actually because mm -hmm. I had a very interesting experience reading this because the justification so so Edward sort of vaguely alludes to following her more than just today yeah. in this in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Um. And he says, you're not, he, he's like, you know, you're, you're not just clumsy. You're like, you're a magnet for trouble. And, and, and not only that, you've, you're in grave danger. And like, this is why I've, I've been, let me find the exact lines. Cause, cause the way he explains it made me think about how you explained what his excuse was for watching her sleep last week. Oh, you know? uh -huh. um, and his take in this book is like much more reasonable in its vagueness, if that makes any sense. Sure. Where uh, he implies that like she is in like mortal danger. Um, and and it was good that he was there because he was able to uh, uh, to, to save her. And that that like this has been hap this has happened more than once, and and that she is he has been basically keeping tabs on her from the minute they met. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, and this is setting up the conflict of the book. Surely, like there is going to be a great a greater force, a a, a danger approaching that he has been watching her and preparing for, and like that's the part that makes his behavior make sense right uh -huh. it, so, similar to what i was saying about like enjoying the conversation they had in the hospital where it's like he's being very manipulative and and, and kind of like gaslighting her a bit when she's like i i'm pretty sure you were like across the parking lot when when you rescued me and then then you were next to me right he's like no I, no i wasn't you're crazy and it's like that behavior if a human being was doing it would be insane but because it's a vampire and he's worried about exposing the concept of vampires to someone <laughs> it works and this feels similar in that it's a vampire saying you are in supernatural danger and i have been watching you supernaturally to help you right yeah and that makes that fantasy that 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 that's that's it's 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 making the fantasy work you know what i mean like it, it it's it, it it is taking this behavior that would obviously be unacceptable in a normal situation and and presenting it in a in a way where it's like ooh if i think about it that way now it's kind of now it's kind of saucy right like okay ooh i'm in danger ooh i'm being it's protected it's a little thrilling a little thrilling ooh okay um however then i remembered <laughs> what is what i guess he's actually <laughs> doing here which is he is watching her um uh, 
wondering if a meteor is going to fall on her head. <laughs> and also, there were a couple of vampires who were in town who were going to eat her. Um, and he was worried about that, but like not worried enough to like keep tabs on them all the time because he didn't want to play football. So right, <laughs> yeah. I I'm having a hell of a time squaring his behavior with what I read versus what you're telling me for Midnight Sun. It's very funny. Don't forget the spider. <laughs> oh, she could have gotten bitten by a spider. That would have been yeah, horrible. and it's, yeah, it's not deadly, but uh, it's also not good either. Um. Hmm. That's very interesting. Here's the question. And then mm-hmm. I'll and then I'll move on to my what I get in a similar vein. Um why if you're writing this, would you not put her in supernatural danger? Why make it the random the <laughs> random like <laughs> villains of Port Angeles instead yeah. of setting up some sort of supernatural conflict? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like that 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 is very funny about this this scene with with the with the threatening guys is it's like I I I I enjoyed the scene but mostly because it was a vehicle no pun intended to get Edward there in the Volvo um, yeah but what if they cornered her and then they're like they like unhinge their jaws and like they were fucking evil vampires or so, or like evil monsters they were ghouls or something right. right you know like like that yeah the state there's a there's a moment here there's an opportunity for the stakes to escalate and they don't right uh yeah huh I- so so i have a question for you then yeah is she not in supernatural like uh, so i as someone who is unfamiliar with twilight is she not in supernatural danger? No. Oh my I god, mean, really? I mean, she like... is, she is, if you consider that she has proximity to vampires. But okay. her, her for herself, no. Oh. No, it drives me nuts. <laughs> That's the problem, because nothing means anything. <laughs> what? Okay, so I... Nothing I... means anything in these. <laughs> I was under the impression that when he said you're a magnet for trouble and that he's been watching her, I assumed that this is him, you know, easing her into the explanation that there's like, oh yeah, like you got too close to me. So there's like fucking, I don't know, like the vampire army is tracking you down and I'm and I'm on the lookout. Right. So that's not happening. I mean, like, maybe she's... if I like forgot like a huge plot point of Twilight, but I don't think so. <laughs> and obviously, well, maybe this is not obvious for like Stephanie Meyer, but I assume mm-hmm. that Edward would know about it from what I'm reading, right? Right. And yeah. there's nothing. So, um gosh, I just had it open where he basically is Going, he has gathered evidence to fit the conclusion that he had already made um, with the meteor. Um, uh, would I? Dra- this is when he's like fantasizing about killing uh, yeah. the bad guys. Would I drag them away out of her sight and leave her alone here? It was a long shot that another psychopath would be prowling the streets of Port Angeles tonight, but it was a long shot that there was even a first. Here was proof positive that I was not insane. Like a magnet, she drew all things power, things dangerous toward herself. If I were not close enough to provide it, some other evil would take my place. I, <laughs> which to me, when yeah. I read that. 
I'm like, she's cursed, right? There's like some sort of supernatural curse that is like a beacon to all the bad guys being drawn to her. Right. Um, But I know that nothing means anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like I, like I said, when, when he was, when he's in the car and he's like, you're a magnet for trouble, you know, every, everything always, you know, you would, you would somehow manage to like, manage to, to increase Port Angeles's crime statistics. Like my, Assumption there was that he was telling her without telling her that she's like cursed or has been like marked or something, right? Like, like this is, I mean, this, this is the, (laughs) this is the thing that like James Bond tells the Bond girl who doesn't know that she's being double crossed by the bad guy, right? When he rescues her in the Aston Martin, you know, like this is, this is basic shit, I feel. I would tie it into the whole thing about how Edward can't read her mind. Right. Maybe she's special in some way. I Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting like this huge plot point of Twilight, but I am pretty sure that Edward is just, he randomly came to the conclusion that she was going to get hit by a meteor and has now gathered <laughs> evidence uh, that she is really unlucky. Which that I is, guess is so true. funny. Yeah. Like, this is a crazy amount of stuff to happen to one person. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's yeah. not, like, in service of, like, a grand twist. Like, oh, she's she's got the final destination curse on her. Not that I know of. That's wild. That's, that is where I assumed this was going. Because it was, like, the, like this chapter, j- just purely from Twilight's end, without taking into account Midnight Sun, I was like, oh, I get his behavior now. Like, like, like the fantasy makes sense now like like this is like like him him forcing her to get in his car a few chapters ago didn't work because it was like well like you're just acting like a menacing guy but now that we're in romance novel world (laughs) and he's like like oh you're you're you know you're you're cursed you've 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 trouble keeps finding you and i've been watching you i assume that the explanation was going to be yeah you're literally cursed and that's why this romance novel behavior isn't repulsive right like that's so funny that it's not the case probably i'm pretty sure that it's just like yeah you're in danger because vampires exist right right like like that's that would just be true (laughs) like in real life (laughs) if it was like oh vampires exist damn i'm in more danger than i thought i was in (laughs) yeah but but that's like like if we found out tomorrow that vampires were real uh-huh. and like like a bunch of missing person cases had been uh, were, were explained by being kidnapped by vampires or whatever right that would register on this like that's the sort of background mental calculation <laughs> you have to do when you read that like oh it turns out we've all been inhaling microplastics for our entire lives uh you know it's just like that's the kind of calculus where it's like i have no control over this i can't i can't do anything about I... there being vampires among <laughs> us I have no power here. Um, <laughs> whereas, like, if if she's like, if it turns out that she is like, oh, you are Belladonna, the cursed one, uh, right? And and all the vampires, well, at once every thousand years, a, a a human who can't whose mind can't be read is bored, and and I must protect you from the evil coven of Sladesh. I don't, like you know, like like that's what I was expecting was coming like in the next chapter or two, right? Right. And, 
I don't think so, is what I will say. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. So it is, Stephanie it is the just god. random. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the genius. Did you um ever watch Mindhunter? Yes. Yeah. Um I this okay, this is a this is a weird one. But <laughs> it reminds me of that show. Um just a, a short debrief. It is a show about people who uh, interview serial killers. Um, and there's that whole plot point in, I think, only season two, where one of the detective's kids, like, yes, is witness to a murder of like a toddler and they like crucify him to like, bring yeah, him, you know, whatever. And I, you know, I love drama, but it drove me crazy in that show where no one was like, hey, man. That's horrible. Super weird that this would happen to you. <laughs> right? Right. Like, you're the serial killer study guy. That's so... Or, That's or even so... not to him, but, like, the other characters being like, isn't that strange that that would happen to him? <laughs> yeah, I... God, Mindhunter is, is a show where, like, I, uh, I watched it purely because I loved the actors acting, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that is a show where I just enjoy listening to everyone in that show talk. Uh, anytime I have to think about the plot of what was no, going on yeah. in Mindhunter, I was, <laughs> it's, like, nonsense. Complete nonsense. Um I yeah, just was yeah. waiting for that scene. I was waiting just for wait, the wait. scene of the lady and, like, the other guy to be like, that's so weird that that would happen to him. <laughs> like, Because the whole thing, right, is that he's worried that his kid is exhibiting the, like, the dark triad that they've, like, determined, right? <laughs> right. And, and it's, like, it's, like, this, like, like, the core, it's one of those things where, like, thematically the core of it is kind of interesting because it's, like, it's this, like, do or die moment where he's like, okay, do I believe this bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, do I, do I, do I believe that this is real or not now that my kid's doing it? Right. Um, and that's interesting. Uh, but, but like you say, it, it completely falls apart when you, you, you think about it. It's like not, not a single person was like, wow, uh, some, th- some thematic things are certainly happening <laughs> in your life, aren't they? <laughs> This is very similar to stuff that you deal with at work. That's really strange. <laughs> anyway, that's how this made me feel. Yes, yeah, where it absolutely. Stretches it just a little too far. Where, where, as and, and and like as funny as that is in Mindhunter, that is at least like the reason for it is a thematic one, right? Like it's lud- <laughs> yes. it's it's ludicrous from a plotting standpoint, but. I can excuse it because it's like, yeah, but it does at least raise this interesting question for the character and like what the story's about. What's funny about this in Twilight <laughs> is that it doesn't even get that far. Like, I don't know why Bella, if if there is no, if Bella is not in some sort of like supernatural drama beyond her just being unlucky enough to uh, need Edward's protection that is bonkers. Like there's, <laughs> there is a gaping hole here where so many things could go to make this make any sense at all. Like, like this is this is staring into the mouth of madness right here. Just, I like, know. This is anti-story. This is this is almost genius. Like they, <laughs> things are just fucking happening. I guess. Like. 
stuff is happening. It's like, damn, why is why why super weird that this would happen to you? Can't there can't be any reason for it though. It must be unrelated to anything else going on. Oh my god. Yeah. Like if if this was if this was a more self-aware story, this would be the point where Bella would start going like just unraveling, realizing that she is in a story but not being able to figure out what the story's about, you know? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this yeah. Yeah, she she's staring into the abyss here. I mm -hmm. You you have to you always have to suspend your disbelief, but I do think it's funny when something just like goes <laughs> like a toe out of line. <laughs> well, yeah, the 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 illusion it's always an illusion, but you but there's a there's a certain point where the illusion has a little you know it takes a little too much uh, of an ask, right? Like, uh, or in Twilight's case, it just feels like it's not interested in maintaining the illusion at all. It's just like, oh yeah, no, random shit just happens to you. Random shit is happening to you. Uh, you might be a troubled magnet. No, that doesn't really mean anything, actually. <laughs> oh, that w wow, we got to the reveal that Bella is a trouble magnet. It explains everything. <laughs> Somehow, reverse justifies Ezra Edward's actions. <laughs> That yeah okay so so I was about to say that this really goes a long way to make his uh, otherwise like psychopathic behavior in the car make sense <laughs> where he's like like he, he he so he gets her in the car and he drives and he's like talk about some stupid bullshit so I don't want to murder those guys prattle on about something insignificant yes. or whatever he says yeah 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 he's very he manages to not only be. Uh, uh, like, like, just murderous, but also a little condescending <laughs> in the car. Uh, in my book, he is like, I shouldn't have put it that way. Oh, okay, that's that's nice at least. But he's so angry, he's so mad. Yeah, so, so he <laughs> he he demands that she just talk him down, and the she. And and this is actually really funny. She she just immediately launches into the Tyler story. Which is completely, <laughs> yeah. she's completely on it. Like th this is the this is another sort of like saving grace. I think of this otherwise very stock um, um, plot event that happened here with the with the medicine guys. Is it's like Bella is completely uninterested in it once it's over. Oh like, yeah. Like Edward, she gets in that Volvo, and all she wants to talk about is how she wants to run Tyler over with her car. That's like, right. Which is very funny that he's like, "Tell me, tell me something, so I don't go back and kill those guys." And she's like, "Well, I'm thinking of killing Tyler with my car." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best she can come up with. Uh, pretty good. She's very funny. Yeah, but. I, I, I'm going to waffle back and forth on this now, because now that I know that we're not like I, I just read all of this, assuming that he was dancing around telling her that she is the the future bride of the, the king of vampires and he has to protect her from him. You know, like like I like I, like I assume that something like that was coming down the pipe. Like, like this is a big trouble in Little China situation. Right. Like, I, like, like and he has to protect her. But no. He's just literally being like, oh, I want to kill those guys, but I know I shouldn't use your womanly powers to to calm me down. Just really weird now. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. 
I think this is a, a case of, um, at least from my perspective here, um, or rather Edward's perspective, is this is a fantasy that I do not share. I totally, right. I'm totally on board with the, like, rescue from the bad guys thing, mm-hmm. but the, like, blistering rage, like, I'm gonna kill those guys, that, I like, I, I'm sure that that is thrilling, but that is not, that doesn't do it for me, so that's, mm-hmm. I feel nothing about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who want to fuck the Incredible Hulk, um, but right, I, like my my per- this is personal taste, but I want Edward to be I want Edward to maintain swag here. Exactly, he should he should say get in, throw open the door, and then he should have a witty one liner ready. You know, like like when they're driving off. Yeah, um, I mean, once again, he ha- all the he's a vampire, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? like. Everything went fine, yeah. and he could like throw those guys across a football field. So I'm not <laughs> sure why, why he's so upset. Yeah, he he achieved what he wanted, and and he looked insanely cool in front of Bella. So yeah, he should be. Edward doesn't know how to take a win, is what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, you know, in James Bond, where like he like something is going wrong, and James Bond is maybe a little nervous about it, but he just does that fast walk yeah. where he looks really <laughs> checks his watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. That's how I want Edward to be. Like, I want, I want it to be like, oh, I lost track of Bella, so I want him to like fast walk on the sidewalk. But then he's cool when he like gets there because he's yeah. a vampire. He his his weird anger here is uh probably it's like the most uncomfortable part of the fantasy right um Mm -hmm. and it's similar to you it's not really one i i share but it is like it is so recognizably the author's fantasy, right? Right, exactly. Like so, like so many things in this book where where i i am absolutely sympathetic to to people who read this and go like this is a little this isn't like a good thing, you know, like this is not like good, good behavior. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the juice the author was squeezing this orange to get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not my bag, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting scene, I guess. This is uh, uh, like, like so many other moments in Twilight. This is uh, uh, Stephanie Meyer being very close to the surface, like you like you said uh, yeah. before. Yeah, so, so so not to my taste. I think it would have been cool also as like an alternative if he if he played a CD to calm down because he's done that a few times. What if what if he was what if like as he was drifting he was just like blasting Chopin? Oh yeah, like like just like you know, you know like when when a car drives by and you hear the trunk rattling because they've got the bass turned all the way right, up, right? Yeah, like that, but like every every bass note in in Nocturne or something is just like <laughs> rattling the Volvo, just trying to calm down. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. He's, he's listening to like bass boosted Beethoven in his car, like. <laughs> Um, at the very least, he sort of, he does compose himself a bit once they get to, uh, Jessica and Angela, and, and by the time they get to the restaurant itself, he is, he is uh, at least back in, like, confidence mode, you know? Um, so we kind of, we, we, we get both here, at least, um, um, but yeah, it's, it, it is an interesting moment, because, like, this is the, 
this is the taming the beast fantasy, right? Like, like that, that is a classic, classic romance trope. And, and, and I, I, I think that it's, it's a, it's a case where it's like, I can absolutely understand if someone doesn't, doesn't like that, doesn't like it, doesn't enjoy it, or is like outright, you know, turned off by it. Um, um, but, but it is, it is, it is so, uh, so clearly the goal of this book, right? That it's hard to. Yeah. I mean, clearly for a lot of people, this just hit, hit all the, hit all the, the moments, right? Yeah. It's hard to strike a balance between criticizing something for, uh, 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 what it portrays or what it endorses or what it um, uh, encourages. I mean, like, like, like everyone is going to feel differently, but in a, in a case such as this, where it's a novel written by someone whose taste is so crystal clear and the goal of the novel <laughs> is so crystal clear. It, it's just very hard to, I think, engage with it directly in a productive manner, if that makes any sense. Like, 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 like beyond not liking it and wishing, like, you can wish fewer people liked it, but like, that's, <laughs> that's futile, right? Like, I, I wish people liked less of a lot of things, but that's yeah, I, like Jurassic I, World. <laughs> like the microplastics i have zero control over that right i mean it's, it would be very easy to do right we could have this whole discussion about how edward um is like having rage and that's not good right um he wants to control the situation and his needs are being put uh, you know above um bella's and are made primary to this like violent act that happened right mm -hmm. um but is that my issue with this no my issue is that i don't find it sexy and i think it's like <laughs> ends up feeling kind of pathetic on edward's part um <laughs> right and the goal of the novel is to be sexy right exactly exactly the the appeal of a romance novel is to provide a fantasy for you in the same in the same way that an action movie's appeal is to make exciting action happen on the screen right <laughs> the most you can do really is like roll your eyes and and that's valid completely mm -hmm. but it's uh yeah it, it's a it's a difficult position to be in like like be, being a being someone's romance novel elevated to the stage that twilight got to is a very prickly position to be in right i mean like like related to twilight like Fifty Shades, I feel, has always been in this sort of, like, similarly weird position, right? Where, like, one of the biggest criticisms I always see of Fifty Shades, we talked about this a little bit when we read The Mister. Mm -hmm. Fifty Shades is bad because they don't do, like, proper BDSM talk. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a book. It would be fucking insanely boring if it was, like... It's it's the fantasy that you do your BDSM in real life based on, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. 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 The, the that's the, the fantasy part <laughs> drives me nuts. Exactly. It's it's. I don't think that those are invalid responses. It's just that at a certain point, you're asking a genre to not be that genre anymore, and it's like, right. well. However, I'm glad that I didn't put this book down. Because, holy fuck, this restaurant scene. Time for some Cokes and mushroom ravioli. This is peak fucking Twilight right here. Oh, yeah. I, 
<laughs> I, here, I, I somehow in, in all of my years as a like non fan existing on the margins of twilight where like, I know so many twilight in jokes just yeah. through existing, right? Like I know spider monkey. I know, I know, uh, do I dazzle you? Um, I had somehow completely avoided mushroom ravioli as like a joke about <laughs> twilight and so getting this pure unspoiled experience of bella getting taken to what seems to be just like a fucking olive garden <laughs> like <laughs> in the hey, middle it's of- a real restaurant <laughs> is it a real restaurant oh yeah oh my god oh oh fuck okay i think i think that they existed before twilight and so that, I guess, begs the question, and maybe someone knows this, but did Stephanie Meyer Google Italian restaurant in Port Angeles and picked it? Oh or is it God. a coincidence because the name of the restaurant is Bella Italia or whatever? Bella Italia. I'm just oh saying, my like, God, it's, re- it's yeah. real and it's still open. I'm, yes, I'm on the website. All the reviews are about Twilight. All of them. Oh it's my like, god! It's like one of those like pilgrimage spots. You go there and you order. I think that on the menu it's called like Bella's Ravioli or something. They have a section. So if you go to Bella Italia, the website, they have a Twilight section. Oh my god! <laughs> here, <laughs> here, here. Take a look. Take a look. Bella Italia pa.com slash twilight there's the ravioli there it is oh, i do not like mushrooms although yeah. i see a glass of wine um huge huge punt on the uh yeah no coca-cola in the picture coke <laughs> oh it has quotes from the book yeah the page has quotes from the book i looked out the window to see the lights of la bella italia and jess and angela just leaving pacing anxiously away from us are you ready to order she asked edward bella he asked she turned and willingly to- toward me i picked the first thing i saw on the menu um i'll have the mushroom ravioli. <laughs> okay so it's not olive garden this is a real ass like fancy italian restaurant the the presentation of this scene in the book is so um uh because like it's focusing on like they got breadsticks and they're like munching on breadsticks and and she's drinking she's like housing cokes uh (laughs) In in single gulps. I was just assuming that they were in like a chain restaurant. I did not realize that this was a real place. This is so good. Uh, I'm looking at their menu. Not that fancy, but but I am hungry now. Okay, well, hold on. We've got a... It's menu time. Let's... Okay, imagine uh, we've gone on a pilgrimage to La Bella Italia. What are, what are you getting? Well, I'm not going to get the mushroom ravioli because I don't like mushrooms. They're yeah. like one of the only food... Uh, items that I don't like, so I'm not very picky, but mushrooms are a no-go. So I will have to be ordering the um, house rosemary focaccia so that I can get the twilight experience of having bread with my meal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I w- <sighs> Pasta primavera. I'm so hungry. Smoked salmon fettuccine. <laughs> There's the, the classic spaghetti with house-made marinara sauce. Six bucks added on for meatballs. 
All right. Oh, I do love some manicotti. Mm-hmm. We got fettuccine Alfredo. They got scampi. This is looking pretty good, I gotta say. Uh, I could go for some smoked salmon fettuccine. Sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good, yeah. Uh, you can add prawns to that. I feel like that might be a little much. Um, um, what are pop? What what is this pops thing under? Are you seeing that? There's like pops under every seven oh, pops. Three the, reviews. What is a pop? Oh, it's like a it's like a mini review. Oh, where but the, people have popped this item. I've never heard of this. Oh Let's, my god! If look look at how many pops and reviews <gasps> the mushroom ravioli has. Eighty seven pops. Holy fuck! On the mushroom ravioli. This meal did not disappoint. It was absolutely delicious. It took me back to the Twilight movie. It 100% lived up to my expectations. Friendly staff and great service, too. Thank you, Bella Italia. Both my wife and I had the mushroom ravioli, and it was excellent with an excellent combination of flavors. The ravioli was firm and the service was friendly. A really good experience. I'm, I, love, I love anyone who didn't get this for Twilight and still <laughs> reviewed it. They popped it. Uh, is ravioli... <laughs> Ravioli being firm is not my go-to mm, for like firm ravioli. <laughs> yum yum. This ravioli is firm as fuck. We've got some firm ravioli and some slimy mushrooms. Five out of five stars. This is my favorite dish here. I don't get anything added on to it. It comes with the option to add protein, but it was so delicious that it may disrupt the balance. And I love meat. Definitely a must-have. Well, can I interest them in the fresh zucchini noodles with organic vegan basil pesto that looks Ooh. quite good? I do love a zoodle. I've never had zoodles, but they sound pretty good. I mean, you're going to be disappointed if you want them to be noodles, right? Right, right. Because they just aren't. Yeah. Um, but they are quite good, I think. Unless you hate mushrooms, get this! That, well, too bad. I've never had Betty better anywhere. This is This is so good. I want to see the Google reviews. There's 514 reviews. Ooh. We had a great time here on a date. The atmosphere is calm and romantic. The service is excellent and the food is delicious. We came because of the connection to Twilight and we were not disappointed. We had Bella's ravioli and the fish. I highly re recommend both plates. Ooh. Wow. Okay. So, hey, they're making a go of it. Turns out. Them. Yeah. Bella, Talia, hats off. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're. They're making the Twilight thing work for them, I guess. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was thinking it's a beautiful day. I was in Forks and I saw Bella's house. You know, it's a Twilight Saga story. And I and after I went to this restaurant, everything was delicious and beautiful. I ordered mushroom ravioli. And after three to four hours, I felt that I was sick. And all night I vomited oh, no. until I washed my stomach. My friends ate other dishes and they were fine. I think it's mushrooms. Oh, no. I, two stars. I feel like... You can't know that that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe you're allergic to mushrooms. I don't know. That's, that's Yeah, that, or like yeah. you have an unrelated stomach issue. Yeah, maybe maybe you got bit by a vampire. You don't know. Could 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 have been anything. Yeah. The soup of the day today for Bella Italia is a gooey duck chowder. Oh. And I didn't know you could eat gooey duck, I gotta say. Oh, I, yeah. Really? I, no, I, I had no idea. My main, all I know about gooey ducks is that they look like a wiener. It's like, like a huge like, clam. Yeah, they're like a clam with a big dick coming out of it. They're that is art. the, that's the clam part. Yeah. <laughs> that's the part you can eat. <laughs> 
Yeah. Huh. Okay. I I, I think I don't it's know. more of a novelty to eat than anything else, but I could yeah. be wrong. I would not. I gotta say, mushroom ravioli. Like, I'm not a big mushroom fan either, but I would probably get the mushroom ravioli before I got the the penis chowder. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Something about that doesn't look look so good. I really don't like mushrooms, so I think I would go with the penis chowder. The penis chowder? Yeah. yeah. If those if those were the two things on offer. Yeah, I just really yeah. don't like mushrooms, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with fine. you on the mushroom thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never had a clam. I've never had oysters, never had clams, never. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I do they, love an oyster, but I have they... to have two glasses of wine first. <laughs> they creep me out. They're like little... Oh, they're so salty and good. Oh, so I do like salt. Fuck, I guess I should try oysters sometime. It's, it's briny. Yeah, okay. but like have like two drinks first because they're kind of <laughs> so gross. Don't, too. So you don't think about it. You yeah, gotta, you got to get a little sauce first. Okay. Yeah, you okay, do. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this scene. This fucking scene is so good. Uh, Edward works. He Edward works his magic on the host to get a better table. Um, he orders two Cokes in a really cool way. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did not know was possible. It's, well, because he does, he does, this, this whole scene, I, this, for, for as much as, um, this, this chapter felt like this book truly just entering classic romance book trope world, Mm -hmm. um, it immediately having to do like romantic first dinner but with two people who can't drink you know oh yeah is so funny because it's like they go to this they go to this italian restaurant they're eating the breadsticks and like he asks so he asks bella you know what does she want to drink and she says i'll have a coke and then he does he like holds up two fingers to the waitress is like two cokes you know i'll have what she's having <laughs> Um, and it's like, if this was uh, any other, any other story, they'd be, you know, at a, at a fancy, uh, Italian restaurant and getting like, oh, what's the most expensive wine? You know, like I'll have the house red. Um, um, in your book, does it make it very clear that both the Cokes are for her? Um, no, it doesn't. Uh, because he, he ordered, cause he does the thing where he, he does the, I'll have what she's having thing, uh-huh. um, and orders two Cokes and she drinks her first one and then he slides the other one over to her, uh, after she chugs the first one. <laughs> he orders two because he thinks she's going to be in shock and he's like, she's going to be thirsty. People are really thirsty when they're in shock. <laughs> So that part is at least that is in this. Uh, in, okay, in this. okay. He he is convinced. He he is very. Uh, uh, he's being very uh, paternalistic here, and he's going like, "Oh, you're after such a shocking experience. You're going to be. You need to calm down. We've got to get some sugar in you. Uh, you've got to. You'll feel better after you have some food. You know, he's doing all that shit, and Bella's just like completely fine, just like uninterested <laughs> in the situation she was rescued from, like. <laughs> moving would, on from she, that she would simply not be affected by the traumatic event she's not like other girls <laughs> she literally like like when they're driving to the to the italian restaurant she's like uh, i know i probably should be like traumatized or whatever but i feel so safe right now in edward's car driving too fast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let me see if i can find the exact line uh uh, da, 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 da. uh, 
Put on your seatbelt, he commanded, and I realized I was clutching the seat with both hands. I quickly obeyed. The snap of the belt connected, uh, the snap as the belt connected was loud in the darkness. He took a sharp left, racing forward, blowing through several stop signs no! without a pause. Edward! Blowing through several stop signs without a pause, but I felt utterly safe. And for the moment, totally unconcerned about where we were going. <laughs> Um, and uh, and then then when Edward asks if it's all right if he drives Bella home so they can get some food for her, um, uh, and and Jessica and Angela are like, uh, okay, um, no no problem, I guess. She bit her lip trying to figure out from my expression whether this was what I wanted. I winked at her. I wanted nothing more than to be alone with my perpetual savior. There were so Ooh. many questions that I could that I couldn't bombard him with till we were by ourselves. So like she is just again, as you say, I would simply not be affected by the traumatic event. <laughs> like it's just that easy. She doesn't care. Uh, like, like at first she was she was very worried, but now that the vampire has blown through several stop signs to get her two cokes, uh, she's fine. She's good. I feel like sometimes if you're like in a car with someone and they maybe seem like a bad driver, or like a little bit <laughs> reckless, you're like a little nervous or whatever. <clears throat> but like blowing through several stop signs is like red lights flashing like stop <laughs> let me get out of the car he's level so, he's so mad that he's driving through stop signs not and yet bella feels utterly safe feels completely safe and unaffected by this and the traumatic event <laughs> she, she is just so stoked uh, that edward is here she's like this will also not traumatize me <laughs> <laughs> nothing can touch me uh, she orders the mushroom ravioli. Um, what a what a romantic meal they have! Stinky, mm-hmm. stinky ravioli and two, uh, two cokes. Two cokes. She's chugging. I it does not say anything about this, but I cannot imagine how uncomfortable chugging two ice cold cokes would be. Uh, especially consider Bella goes on and on about how small she is, right? Like, this just sounds like she's going to be out of commission for the rest of the day. That's a lot of sugar. She's going to be logy. She's going to be tired. That's not going to be fun. I want to talk about Edward's cool restaurant moves because now... Yeah. uh, So, like, definitely the impression from the book itself is that it it does seem like an olive garden a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, they're at a chain restaurant. Um, although it's also trying to be very fancy. Um, and now we know that you can go to uh, La Bella Italia and get $16 spaghetti. No shade on that. Yeah. Um, but it sure makes Edward's like weird move of giving the waitress like 50 bucks for a <laughs> private table. Like, can you do that at Olive Garden? Does it confirm that he does that in your version? Yeah. Okay, because because in in Twilight, Bella is like watching him from afar do that, or or she's like, I I oh. think I think I saw him slip a dollar bill or like slip a bill into her hands. Um, and and I've only seen guys do that in the movies. Uh, uh she's very taken with this move. Yeah, it's like fifty bucks. <laughs> so he he pulls out a crisp fifty and gives it to the waitress. Hell yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The waitress uh, at Olive Garden getting he, that getting that window seat. Yeah. He. I mean, he he similarly pays for the meal, 
by pulling out a crisp unidentified bill and saying no change and it like like flusters the the waitress so he's he is pulling the power moves this this week have you ever ordered wine at olive garden (laughs) no i have not what's that what's that like well let me tell you when i went and saw the um sonic movie and went to olive garden first i thought it would be fun because uh, it was just sort of a fun <laughs> outing to order, yeah. <laughs> order a bottle of wine uh, for the table, uh, which I have never done at Olive Garden and have not since. Um, and I <laughs> ordered wine that I knew I liked, which is like $13 buy at Fred Meyer wine. <laughs> but they do the whole routine and oh they like my let God. you tell them like... It's, it was humiliating. Was so they like, they like have please. the sommelier come out. And... Yes. And I'm like, please don't make me taste the $13 wine that I get at Fred Meyer all the time in was the it, middle of Olive Garden. Was it the bitch wine? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> I want to go to Olive Garden and order order the, the, the fancy bitch wine and uh, make them say it. As they're pouring it for me. (laughs) Unfortunately, Ah. the best part of the bitch wine was the name. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't great. That's too bad. (laughs) That's so good. That's like, have I I ever told you the story about when I went to the spaghetti factory and then went to BevMo afterwards? (laughs) No. Uh, I, I went and got a meal at the old spaghetti factory, uh, with my roommates. And, uh, um... Uh, afterwards we went to bevmo to pick up uh uh just like a bottle of liquor or something it was a weekend and um uh there was a very very nice very attractive uh, uh checkout girl there who uh as as we were paying <laughs> for the liquor just asked us uh so what are, what are you know what are what are you all up to uh this afternoon and i just blurted out no <laughs> no 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 pause just like oh we just ate spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i uh and she was just like wow okay like that's great (laughs) we moved on with our day like that sometimes uh, so, well, sometimes i was telling the truth oh uh, yeah i know sometimes <laughs> you're um the table in the middle of the family section getting um to taste <laughs> some wine at olive garden <laughs> spiritually that's how i felt mm-hmm. <laughs> oh what, what did they say when they did that like did like how because like they're doing if they're doing the bit of like having the wine guy at your table yeah. Like like how did they describe your $13 Fred Meyer wine? Like what Uh I don't think they actually described it. I know that there's like that's the normal thing, but they did do the like where you put it on like you hold the bottle with one hand and hold the neck with the other and like mm-hmm. show it to you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've gotten it from my <laughs> many times. <laughs> Olive Garden is like the Italian restaurant experience is such a fascinating thing. It's like Disneyland for uh italy you know yeah like, oh absolutely <laughs> oh my god that's that's what this chapter felt like is that they they had like they were 
like Ed- Edward was providing the Italian restaurant fantasy to Bella, who is not old enough to order wine. You know, I'll get I'll get you two cokes. Yeah, that's also where my um my realizing I should be reading adult novels because I get I'm like cokes. That, oh right, they're seventeen. <laughs> it's just it's a surreal moment. Um, very fun chapter though, and like the conversation they have here is cute too. Like. Where uh, uh, Bella finally gets him to admit that he can read minds, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they have like a hypothetical, like they, they start by like, let's well, say there's a guy named Joey who could maybe read people's minds. Right. Uh, it's, it's, they're, they're, this is a, uh, uh, I, I see it moment. It's like, yeah, they're fun together because uh, um, they are both incredibly miserable, cynical people, which is a, a fun angle for a romance. Yeah, that's sort of been a new um new thing in this reading that I had never uh thought of before. It's just it really they are so perfect together. Yeah. Yeah, they are they are any any anything that feels like them uh uh trading like maybe too venomous a barb never really hits that hard cuz it it really just does feel like they are they just have that relationship when they're talking like this. Like they they are just very sarcastic and 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 miserable and <laughs> like you say, they're they are perfect for each other. They mm-hmm. they are they are grumpy gusses, that's for sure. Um my book had um the cover explained to me. It's in possibly the dumbest way uh, I could imagine because she's eating mushroom ravioli, but here goes. She looked away from me, down at her food, slowly, thinking hard, she took a bite and chewed with deliberation. Suddenly, as she ate, a strange comparison entered my head. Mm. For just a second, I saw Persephone, pomegranate in hand, dooming herself to the underworld. Is that who I was? Hades himself, coveting springtime, stealing it, condemning it to endless oh my night. God. So... <laughs> Edward. Explained. Edward, calm down, sir. It's just mushroom ravioli. Yeah, I can't think of much food that is <laughs> less sexy than ravioli, I gotta say. Like <laughs> mushroom ravioli and pomegranates are opposite foods. Yeah. A pomegranate, you know, pomegranates are are renowned as a sexy food uh, uh for a good reason, you know, they're 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 fleshy, they're creamy, they're drippy, you know, they're sweet <laughs> and tang it like like I get it. I get why everyone leans on pomegranates as a sexy food. Impossible to make ravioli with mushrooms sexy. <laughs> Just slurping up some some mushroom ravioli. How this reminds me of Persephone and the pomegranate. <laughs> I look, I I like ravioli, but I got to say like this is like similar to the cokes thing. That's such a like if you're going out for like a like a sexy romantic meal with someone, mm-hmm. like ravioli just feels like it ordering off the kids menu to me if you're an Italian restaurant. I don't know. Like it's mm. it's it's like if they went to a Mexican restaurant and she asked for the burger, you know, like it just doesn't. It, it's like, what? I, I guess it depends on the restaurant because at Olive Garden, it is all that, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. But but I, <laughs> ravioli and Coke, that's just like Bella is Bella's ready for a fun week. Like she's got the, the ravioli in the microwave and she's ready to play Halo 2 all weekend. That's kind of the vibe that this meal has. Sounds like great. A, yeah, this is a teenager fail meal. It's awesome. <laughs> um, 
uh anyway thir- thoroughly delightful chapter uh ending i think this this conversation with them uh uh and that once edward has calmed down and he is no longer in hulk mode um he's a lot of fun here and yeah. uh uh then bella we're uh, fun cliffhanger here because when they get back in the car bella's like okay i have a theory and he's like okay but it better not be superheroes again and she's like it's not and then the chapter ends for me what will it be what will it be what's her idea exciting really exciting i i god i had a lot of fun with this is that where yours ends too or are we like basically lockstep yep, this, we, this week we are aligned i think they're you know it's i think he's like now it's your turn mm. does he have an inkling like does he does he think that she might be onto it no no not at all just like <laughs> oh exciting fucking exciting stuff i i'm on i'm on board now for as stupid as this chapter was it, it it delivered like this is this is the this is twilight this is the shit sure is it doesn't get more twilight than this it doesn't get more twilight than him him saying do i dazzle you to do Bella? i dazzle you do i dazzle you because he because he dazzled the waitress and incredible it's so good this this is the shit i'm here for yeah, absolutely okay incredibly important thing we have to do now Yep. Boyfriend points. Here we go. We better we better uh, recover some today. Yeah. How are we feeling? Do we think what what's his performance like this week? I mean, I don't really have any uh, big complaints about his his behavior this week. Yeah. So let me pull up last week. He, so he is sitting at negative seven hundred and sixty. Oh. Just so. Just so Uh-oh. we're we're up to date here. Negative 160. Um, okay. Uh, he got minus 400 for the repeat offense of watching Bella sleep again. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, not not a great starting position here. However, I think he has some room to cover a, a decent amount of ground here. Um. Where where do we start on this one? Um, like, do we start with a, uh, maybe we start with negatives this week because I think that we might have fewer negatives this time. Yeah, I feel like a couple come to mind. Yeah. Um, and I am not even sure if I want to give negative points for one of them, which is okay. I can't keep going week to week and giving him negative points for following Bella. I feel like at this point. He has gotten the negative points, but it's like a static effect he has, right? He's like following Bella. It's like his passive skill. Right. And we can't just keep re-upping on that every week. He has lost about 600 points total for that. So maybe that's that's the cap, you know, like he's... He, he's 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 got his points deficit for that for that right. premise. We've, yeah, we've got we've got him on that one, and he's just he's just doing that. Like that's the thing that's the thing he's doing. But yeah. um, I figured I would mention it, um, but we won't ding him for that. And then um, I want to ding him for his rage because while I can't yeah. criticize it, I can say that it's unsexy and and takes away some boyfriend points. For you, me. you are you are referee on the boyfriend panel here. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly the, you know, it's it's maybe Stephanie Meyer's fantasy, but we are the referees here. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I him un, uh, uh, un unswaggy performance from him uh, in that moment. Uh, how, how much are you feeling 
for for the rage going rage mode mm, i don't know like negative 50 okay i want to yeah. say like and it's and pretty to be fair it is the unswagginess that is the problem i mean he yeah. could have like killed the guy and if he had done it swaggy he might have gotten yeah, points if he, for it <laughs> yeah if he had if he had like uh uh have you ever seen that like gif from the Bollywood movie where the guy like steps out of the car and like shoots a bunch of bad guys with a shotgun as the car is drifting? <laughs> yeah. And then like when he's done firing, he like gets back in the car and drives away. Like as yeah. the car is spin- like if he had done that, if he had snapped six necks per second while the car was in slow mo, right? Uh, and then pick Bella up. Like, oh, uh, and what if he had done it so fast she couldn't see, and then she'd be like, "How'd those guys die?" Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. The, the listen, if he wants to be a, a a violent monster, there's ways to make that cool as fuck, right? But uh, he's just when he's just sort of like angry, like like it's his ineffective his, rage, right? His rage here just from like like feels like when someone's losing at call of duty you know like he's just sort of like un un oh <laughs> uh, yeah he like breaks his keyboard <laughs> unappealingly like, yeah like, yeah it's just like ugh, come on man <laughs> he's gonna find all those guys gamer tags he's, he's gonna send them the uh so yeah you're gay <laughs> message <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah minus minus 50 uh uh, uh, for for raging out parentheses unsexily. Yep. Okay. Um, any other negatives this week? Honestly, no. I think he was yeah. on pretty good behavior this week. I, he, he's he he was knocking it out of the park for, for the most part. I think. Um, yeah. Like number one, we got to give him give him his props. Uh, doing a cool rescue in the first place. Oh yeah, we do. Like, like you know, maybe not as cool as it could have been, but he still did it. You know, like, 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 like drifting a Volvo down an alleyway at some guys, pretty good. That's sick. How much do you think he gets for that? Hmm. You gotta. I mean, you gotta give like a hundred points for drifting a Volvo down an alley. Cool. It's pretty. And then being like, cool. get in. Yeah. That's like a that's a James Bond move right there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, hundred points, uh, plus one hundred for Volvo drifting. Volvo drifting rescue. Uh oh, actually, I I, I will say uh, there is another negative we got to hand out. Um, blowing four stop signs because he's mad, or does that fall <laughs> under raging out? you think is that no that... yeah like give knock like 10 points off for that okay another because uh, that, that's kind of encompassed in the raging out on sexy but yeah uh, minus 10 blowing stop signs you always want to be safe when you're driving that's right uh so plus 100 for volvo drifting um how are we feeling about his re- so, so the, where, where i think he's really going to recover some points here is the restaurant moves um uh, some excellent plays from Edward here. Uh, how do we feel about the um, big timing the host for get- and getting a better table? Um, it's too bad that it's a, at a um, $16 spaghetti type restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is definitely like, he's punching above his weight here, definitely. But it's still a cool move, yeah, I think. Yeah, but don't you want him to like blend like be cool anywhere like he could mm. blend in yeah uh you know and he he kind of 
can can just get along wherever he is. He can of match like, the situation. Yeah, yeah. And he's a vampire. Yeah, you want you wanted to be a little bit more of a social chameleon rather than just going like gangster movie mode. Is what you're saying? Yeah, but it is kind of cool. It is. It, it's 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 a cool move that is funny because they're at like an olive garden, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but maybe that makes it less cool. Like if if like if a guy was taking you out to. To Olive Garden and slipped the waitress a $50 bill, I would be turning around and walking out the door. You went to, like, the Sonic drive-in, and he, like, walked he, like walked up to the window and, like, slid a, slid a 20 across and is like, we want the best parking spot. Yeah. We want those mozzarella sticks quickly, please. We want those sticks crispy. They better be hot out of the fryer. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Yeah, it might be le- it might be <laughs> less cool. That might be like negative cool. If, but but I think I don't know. Like it works is the thing, right? Like it does. I mean, the waitress just wasn't just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, that's the yeah. If if the waitress had been like, <laughs> "Sir, sir, uh, this is <laughs> highly inappropriate," then that that would have you know I oh. think been negative points. But but she was. She was dazzled by it, as Bella it puts it. It worked. Maybe it happens all the time. <laughs> the Port so, Angeles yeah. Mafia comes in and is like, hey, we want the best table in the house. <laughs> She's like, oh, he's one of those guys. Okay, uh, okay. We can give him points for that. I will. This is where I will suspend my disbelief my, and, just, <laughs> and just be like, yep, it's just a cool move. Yeah. How much? Uh, like what? Twenty five for that? Over twenty? What are What are we thinking? Mm. Yeah, like twenty points, yeah, right? 20, 20, 20 points for for uh, Godfather table move. <laughs> uh, okay. So what's next? Um, oh, I get he does the I'll have what she's having thing. Um, for the cook. For the coke, yeah. That's the thing, right? It's, it's sort of a similar situation where, it's, again, he's sort of like playing on, on the, from the Mafia movie playbook here, but she ordered mushroom ravioli and a coke. <laughs> but that feels like, you know, his teammate is not giving him the tools he needs to succeed here, right? Like, you know, is it, is it his fault he orders two cokes that way? Like He should have used his, like, vampire seduction powers to get them to serve the... um. The twelve dollar Fred Meyer wine to them. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, we'll take that... the bottle. <laughs> we'll take the bottle, and she just brings out a two liter of, <laughs> of Coke. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> now that would have been swaggy. Yeah, um, that's right. Now leave, leave the bottle. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I guess this is a little less noteworthy than the than the bribing. It's cool if he held up the two. If he was like two finger, like another one, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he's just he's just being suave. Yeah, he's yeah he's being smooth. Yeah, that's like what five points. Sure, uh, just a little a little bump, a little bump. Yeah, plus five, two cokes, please. Um, 
Okay. Now, what about his behavior with Bella during the conversation? Because he he's back to he's back to cool guy mode, um, and he sort of plays along with this story about Joey and kind of admits that he can read minds. Um, That's a hard thing to admit. Yeah, yeah. What he's making? Were they making some progress as a couple here? Um, what do you What do you think? Is this is this is this points worthy? So I'm wondering if this is sort of like um, a previous uh, points that he received. I want to say a few weeks back um, for just his general roguish charms, right? Because mm, it was yeah. like it was sort of we had gotten to the point where he he became. Uh, the romantic hero. And I feel yes. like this is sort of part two of that. Yeah. It's like a, bu- a bundle of points here, perhaps just like I, general that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. What are you thinking numbers wise here? I could, I could did, buy it. I could buy it. What did we um give him for roguish charm? Do you have that handy? Uh, that would have been, let me see if I still have that document available. Cause I kind of want to match whatever that was. Yeah. Um, a return to form. Yeah. Uh, so we got plus 10 for the princess carry. Oh, no, that's, that's later. That's later. Um. I think uh, it was like 100. Yeah, it was a decent amount, right? It was, yeah, roguish, roguish charm. I think we gave him 100 points for that. Um, so you, you think he, you think he gets a, the, the pump, the bump this time? I, the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'm just rooting for him. Yeah, well, you, you know, you love, you love to see the rookie making an effort. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah. Plus a hundred roguish charm returns. Um, anything else? Anything else here? Oh, oh, uh, he leaves a big tip for the, the Olive Garden. Here. Well, that's that's just good to do. That's just good to do. So, but but is that like a uh, he doesn't you know he shouldn't get extra points for doing what you should do anyway, or because because what he does is he he takes out a big bill. Bella doesn't even see what it is. It could be like a 50 or a hundred or something. And he just puts it in the checkbook in the checkbook. And he's like, keep the change. You know? Yeah. And that's Pre- like a second tip. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He just that's gave true. one ahead of time. That's right. I was, yeah. I don't remember it saying how much it was in, cause that's sort of how you decide if it was yeah. just like, Oh, this is what you're supposed to do versus, you know? Right. Oh, well we can work it. Wait, hold on. We can, let's bring up the menu again. Oh, uh, La Bella Italia. Let's see what his options could have been. Uh, La Bella Italia, Port Angeles. Their menu. So the mushroom ravioli is eighteen dollars. Um and. Where are their soft drinks? Does like not dollar fifty. Yeah, it does not list the soft drinks on the ma- on the menu. Uh, Let's wait, round. I... We'll round up to twenty dollars. So yeah, I'm just checking the wine list to see. Oh, okay, it, it is on the wine list. Soft drinks. Oh, okay. Uh, sodas. You were dead on two dollars for the Coca Cola, so twenty dollars, <laughs> twenty dollars here uh, for for the so so that means so okay if he just put a twenty in there and said no change he's being an Uh-oh, asshole but we don't right. know yeah we don't see what her we we don't really see what does does the waitress uh, react in your well bad news it doesn't mine doesn't say how much it was um 
yeah, and yes, I have some probably secret information from my book, which is that the waitress put um uh, her number in with the bill, and then uh... Edward put money in and said it was a big tip, and hopefully that would help with her disappointment because ah, of his sexy vampire powers. Right. Okay. So probably a fifty dollar bill is what my guess is. Right. Like he probably put a fifty in there. That's a pretty big tip. I had money ready again. I gave the folder back at once, so she wouldn't waste any time waiting for a call that would never come. No change, mm. I told her, hoping the size of the tip would assuage her disappointment. Ah, uh, maybe mm. maybe put a hundred in there, you know? Whoa. Yeah, like, like really balling out. Um, but I mean, so so like so okay, so we know that we know there's a tip, so we know he didn't just put a twenty in there. That would be rude. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's either fifty or a hundred. So if we're ta- if if it's a single bill that the Bella noticed him putting right, in there, right? Yeah. So pretty, pretty that's boss pretty move. That's pretty damn good. Pretty boss move either way, right? So yeah. What what what, what do we what do we tip him here? Uh thirty points for what I think is a thirty dollar tip. Okay, thirty points for. The cool tip. Okay. All right. He's looking pretty solid for 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 a week's work here. Nice. Um, uh, do you want to? Is there anything in the the car conversation at the end worth worth mentioning? Like like is him being willing to hear her theory a uh, a points thing, or does that kind of fall under roguish charm? You think? I think that's all roguish charm. He's just. It's very threadbare in mine, actually, <laughs> so I think we're good. Okay, so let's see. So he uh, he is going to lose 50. I'm just going to do my calculations here. He's losing 60 for the stop signs and for raging out. Um, but then he is gaining 100 and 20 and 5 and... Another hundred, pretty good, and thirty. So he has clawed his way back up to negative five hundred and sixty-five points. Hey, that's progress. That's pretty good for a week. For if he can play like that for a few more chapters in a row, um, he's he could he could get back up to zero. You know, <laughs> he could get neutral. <laughs> neutral boyfriend. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, uh, b- big moves from Edward this week. I'm proud of him. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job, Edward. <laughs> All right. Shall we? Shall we take a little break? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You mentioned earlier, uh, serendipitously, um, that you had an explanation for the cover of Midnight Sun in Mm. your story. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you happen to know, uh, off the top of your head, if the apple forbidden fruit stuff is ever mentioned by name in the first Twilight? Oh, I don't know. I have mm. no idea. Yeah, because obviously it hasn't come up for me yet. No, I've I've not had to 
to to to hear Edward talk about apples at all yet. But uh, I mean, I, I'm waiting for it, right? Because because uh, it's quite an iconic cover. Um, uh, <laughs> one that fooled that one writer into thinking that it was a, a more intelligent novel. <laughs> Uh, it's because it's because there is a lot of symbolism in the apple (laughs) i don't know if you know that that's right the the apple is a very symbolic fruit one of our number one symbolic fruits (laughs) (laughs) um i have uh something something really fun that i found here uh this is an interview with the hand model whose uh whose picture appears on the cover of twilight wow um that the twilight lexicon did in 2009 (laughs) um uh in fact oh oh, maybe it's even earlier than that i don't know but uh but it's it's a uh uh, a fun just a fun little weird piece of of twilight uh lore here delightful (laughs) actually this this is an interview format. Do you do you want to popcorn read this? Do you want uh, you read the questions and I'll read the answers sure. or vice ver- vice versa here? Here yeah, I'll send yeah. you the Okay, which which part do you want to take here? Do you want do you want to do the questions and I'll read the answers or Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, okay. I like this um PDF that this, I know. <laughs> the format that this is in is um <laughs> just delightful. Um is your main work solely in hand modeling or do you do other work as well? I work part-time as a hand, foot, and leg model, working mostly for Avon catalogs. I also work part-time as a New York licensed massage therapist. What? Is that like a thing? Hand, foot, and leg modeling? Yeah, just, just, you, you gotta, I guess you gotta get people who, who, you know, if you're doing an ad for, like, socks or something. or Yeah, or for, no, you do. For gloves, I guess. Or putting an apple on a book cover. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I, you spa- it's hyper-specialized, I guess. Great. Yeah. I I guess, I mean, I guess if you, it's like, my my hands, feet, and legs are are model-worthy. <laughs> yeah. But all, it's a complete package. Yeah, know your worth, but, but very specifically those parts. <laughs> How are you approached about Twilight? My agent called to send me on a hand audition for the cover of a book called Twilight. insightful had you read the book when you went into audition twilight wasn't in bookstores yet so i hadn't read it before the audition or the shoot we shot the cover in september 2004 by the way i love that question had you read the book when you went in for audition i love yeah no it wasn't out yet no it wasn't out they didn't have a cover yet (laughs) there was (laughs) <laughs> and no, I don't. I mean, I love that idea because, like, you know, with like actors and stuff, if they're like doing an adaptation, it's like, oh, well, do you like the, do you like the book? Did you, did you play uh, The Witcher mm-hmm. Three? That sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but to ask the hand model, like, did you need to read Twilight you before read your performance book? here? <laughs> oh fuck! Can you explain the process of being selected and what you had to do to be chosen? The audition was at Roger Hagedon's uh, photo studio here in New York City. Uh, that's the famed uh, cover photographer for Twilight, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. There were other female hand models there as well. Roger had a look at my portfolio, which is filled with pics of hands and feet. He then put me in front of the camera and snapped a few f- shots of my palms and also the back of my hands. When I was chosen for the job, they asked if I'd be okay with trimming my nails short. I was told the story was a vampire teenage romance novel, so my hands had to look young. 
weird energy trying not to make the obvious jokes so i will simply not do that um after you were selected what was the actual photo session like for you the photo shoot was cool roger is a great photographer and easy to work with he knew just what they were looking for to get the cover shot exactly right he wanted my hands to look soft sweet and death-like all at the same time (laughs) it was also very important that the inner part of my arms formed a perfect v for vampire of course Ooh. After only a couple of hours, we got the winning shot and now iconic image. Now, you know, the apple has a lot of symbolism, but you yeah. also have to consider how many words start with V. I So, uh, can I confess something here? Yeah. Did not, until this article, clock that the arms are V for vampire here. I did not either. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> very obvious now that i'm looking at it but i I did not that that did not leap out at me before soft sweet and death-like at the same time please make your hands look more death-like even though you are a woman the hands are very unspecific in their gender do you think the hands are bella's hands and edward is the forbidden fruit or do you think it's the other way around this seems to be the question of the year In my opinion, I think that because of the story is being told from Bella's perspective, they should be her hands. So I think they are Bella's hands and Edward is the forbidden fruit. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting. What is it like to walk into every bookstore in the country and see your hands virtually everywhere? It's a pretty unbelievable feeling. That feeling of excitement that will last a lifetime. Every time I walk by a bookstore, I have to stop in just to make sure it's for real. Have you read the rest of the series? If yes, what is your favorite book and why? Yes, I have. My favorite book is Twilight. I love the romance and the beginning of it all. The cover is pretty sweet, too. Ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love the romance and the beginning of it all. I can't decide if I believe that she's read the whole series. Number one, the romance. That's my favorite part. Uh, Number two has got to be that it's the beginning. The beginning one. Have you met Stephanie Meyer? I haven't met Stephanie, but I hope to one fine day. Wow. I would love, what would they talk about? They would, they would dish it out. Uh... They could sit down for a nice uh, mushroom ravioli <laughs> hand model for Twilight and Stephanie Meyer and uh, talk about whose hands those are. <laughs> they could, they could, they could dish about like other hands that they've seen on book covers that aren't nearly as good. Mm-hmm, absolutely. What projects have you been involved in since Twilight? I did a shoe ad for Target. My foot was up on one of the largest billboards on 42nd Street in Times Square. New York Magazine saw it and voted me one of the reasons to love New York in 2007. I was number four because even your foot can make you famous. That was awesome. Thank you, New York. What the fuck? What is going on at the New York Magazine? (laughs) New York Magazine. Hello? What? (laughs) It's because of this big foot. Oh, you gotta go to Times Square. There's a big foot. Anyone could be that big foot. Anyone could be a big foot. (laughs) Since your part in Twilight, although very memorable to the fans, leaves you with the ability to go unrecognized, how have you managed to bring your involvement to the spotlight? Spotlight, my favorite song on the Twilight soundtrack. (laughs) No fucking way. 
Yes, I'm used to being unrecognized in my business, but the Twilight cover is so incredibly recognized all around the world that I couldn't resist outing myself at a fan party. I was at a Borders Twilight pre-release movie party in Columbus Circle. I requested the manager ask during the Q&A if the hands on the cover were male or female. Some guessed male, others said female. That's when I popped out of the audience and said hello. <laughs> There's a video of it on my MySpace page! Oh, oh my fuck! God. Oh my god! Oh, fuck! A reporter from Seattle, Cecilia Goodnow, wrote about my story. Since then, I was interviewed by Kim Stoles from MTV. I was also on Jay Thomas' radio show. A couple weekends ago, I showed up at the Twilight Chicago convention, Apple in Hand, and hung out with some super cool Twilighters. Apple in Hand. Apple in Hand. Wow. Have you had any interesting fan encounters? The fan encounters amaze me and have been nothing but great fun. People want my autograph or a picture with me. How cool. I've been asked to trace my hand or sign the inside book cover. Holding apples with fans for pics is also fantastic. I've gotten emails asking if they mail me a book, will I sign it and send it back? Love it. I love, like, signatures on things, but for someone who is, like, adjacent to the thing but didn't make it. <laughs> like, right. like, is yeah. that Stephanie Meyer's signature? No, it's the hands. <laughs> it's the hands on the cover. So many Do fans will say that Twilight is their favorite book cover. How does that make you feel? I feel honored to be the one holding the quote forbidden fruit on their favorite book. Never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined to be in this phenomenal place, the cover of Twilight. It's very special. I'll cherish it forever. Do you have anything you'd like to say to Twilight fans before you go? As much as people seem awestruck by meeting the hands of Twilight... <laughs> They should know, too, that I'm in awe by the response. My hands have been blessed. Of all the different jobs I've accomplished over the years in modeling, this certainly has been the most rewarding. Thank you guys for the support and for being excited for me. Awesomeness. See you around. Thank you, Twilight Lexicon. Thank you, Kimbra, for taking the time to talk with fans. I love this so much. I The, the, the thing is, is that the answers are very funny, but honestly, the questions are baffling interview questions like have you read did you read the book before you took the picture like what? <laughs> no like, what are you talking the about the picture that's on the cover of the book <laughs> <laughs> oh good good for her honestly making a making a fucking go of it Every, everybody get get deserves a piece of this pie well yeah and the big foot in times square the big foot yeah see that's that's the biggest thing in this article What's going on at New York Magazine? There's even a picture of the foot. This is a very delightful, like, Word document saved as a PDF, and it yeah. has, like, embedded pictures. I guess it was a... Is it, is it a Coke ad? What is that? That's a Target ad. Oh, tar right. Target ad. Yeah, she said. Yeah, tar Target ad. Hello. And she's got a... There's a big, a big high heel. Goodbye. Is that a Band-Aid for goodbye? Yeah. Okay. Hello, goodbye. Ba foot Band-Aid. <laughs> You'll need a Band-Aid after the giant foot in Times Square steps on you. That's what New York <laughs> Magazine is, is counting on. Once again, not making any of the obvious jokes. Uh, you, like, I don't want to, but also New York Magazine <laughs> did it for me, really, here, so reason to love love new york is uh you could put a huge picture of your foot up there you, you could have your foot up in lights on broadway <laughs> um i was uh originally this week i was going to have us read the um uh the shopping chapter that got cut 
um, because I thought that was a Port Angeles replacement, but that's later, apparently. That's a shopping with Alice scene. Uh-huh. Uh, from, like, chapter 20 or so, apparently. So, um... Well, we have that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I was excited to get to some cut content, but that'll have to wait. Um, uh, do you want to do a quick quiz on Wizarding World or something? Up to you. Anything true or false Quidditch edition right here. Bam. Easy. Easy. We know all the rules. We know all the rules. <laughs> if, if we know anything, it's the rules of Quidditch. Okay, question one. Ron's favorite Quidditch team were Pride of Portree. False. That's false. That's, he's the Chudley it's the, Cannons. It's the Chudley Cannons. Correct. Oh, but it, okay. I was really confused for a second there because it popped up a huge red window and said correct. <laughs> Correct. Red for correct for Gryffindor. <laughs> During his first game as Seeker, Harry caught this first snitch in his right hand. Fuck off. <laughs> Did he catch the first snitch in his right or left hand? I have no fucking clue. I think he caught it in his mouth, didn't he? Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. You're totally right. I cannot right. remember if that's a movie this is a special. Trick. This is a trick question. False. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're totally right. Does it does it say what did it does it like tell you why? No. Or does it just say true or false? No, it just says true or false and we, we okay. are correct in a big red window. But you're totally right. He catches it's a trick question because he catches it in his mouth. Yeah. Uh Lynch was one of the members of the Irish Quidditch team who played in the World Cup final. I think that's true. Lynch was one of Yeah, that sounds like I mean it sounds real. Sounds real, correct. Oh my god. We're on a roll. Mm-hmm. Quidditch Through the Ages was written by Kenilworthy Wisp. True. That could be true. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't Newt Scamander. I'm just thinking. I'm assuming that this is referring to like the. Like the yeah, spinoff like books, the right? One. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Kenilworthy Wisp is, is correct. In Prisoner of Azkaban, the Gryffindor Quidditch team were playing Ravenclaw when the Dementors swarmed the pitch. True. Give me a difficult one. Wait. Is that true? No. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no. Another <laughs> trick question. They were playing Slytherin, weren't they? That's right. It's, it's Yes. Because the, the, the Dementors do swarm the pitch at one point. Yeah, they do. I just can't remember who they were playing. It might have been Hufflepuff. And it's, but it, not go- it's not going to tell me. It might gonna, have been Hufflepuff. Yeah, it's... it's oh. Because I think they were like, oh, we lost and it was to Hufflepuff. Oh, but... right. Yes. And, and then Draco right. like, made fun of them afterward. I remember this because this is when we were reading uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. We were like, wait a minute. How does this like ladder system work for the sport when there right, are four teams? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so... Ooh, egg on my face. Incorrect. Ludo Bagman previously played for the Wigtown Wanderers. That doesn't sound right to me, but I can't <laughs> so tell you what it was. He was on a wasp team, wasn't it? Something wasps, I thought, because he had like a yellow robe, maybe? Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think that, I think it's false. False. Correct. It's not mm-hmm. going to tell me what the... I love that it doesn't tell you the answer. They should be giving you trivia here. A doppelbeater defense is a Quidditch move where both beaters hit a bludger at the same time for extra power. No. 
how the fuck nope. am I supposed to know? Just nope to all. I, I don't no, know which part, false. but Incorrect. No. Oh, that's true, apparently. That is true. I, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Roger Davies was captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. Wasn't he a Gryffindor? Roger Davies. Maybe not. God, I can't fucking remember. Uh, Roger Davies, captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. No. No. Correct. Bullshit. In- oh, correct. Correct. Yes, we're right. Correct. correct. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Correct. Red screen. He is not the captain of the. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I understand completely. This couldn't be any clearer. (laughs) In Chamber of Secrets, Ron told Harry that Chudley Cannons were currently ninth in the league. I have no... No idea. Yeah, sure, that sounds Sure, why not? Correct. Oh, we're so good at this. I actually had a little bit of a a ghost of a Jim Dale memory there Mm. that I think uh, carried me through. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Blatching is a Quidditch foul where a player flies with the intent to collide with another. No. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> I simply do not. I don't think so. Perceive any Quidditch rules beyond what is outlined <laughs> to us in the book. Incorrect. That is, blatching is real, according to. I mean, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not. But I really, <laughs> I don't think so. View results. 7 out of 10, a clean sweep of answers. You should take pride of poetry in that score. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Wizarding World. It's very high effort. Learned a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're <laughs> wrong. I think you're right. There, there's no blatching, doppelbeater, not true. None, that, I don't remember any blatching. That's not real. Um, I, I, will not, I will not be blatched. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Um, but all right, now let's take it to the close. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast. And Liz, what are we reading next week? I think that we're both reading chapter 10 called Theory. Yes, my ch- mine is nine, but it is theory. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're reading theory. We're re- oh, my Finally. God. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I read theory. It's about time. Oh, about fuck. damn time. It's about goddamn time. Someone started reading some theory around here. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well. Yeah. Well. Well, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't say. Please read. That's the, the. This is the essence of reading another book. If you're going to mm. read some theory. <laughs> nonetheless, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady there. Makes ocean rolls seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.